Coming up on the Crossfade Podcast, we're going to be looking at the 1998 film The Big Lebowski. Did we love it? Did we hate it? Do we have a notepad full of little figurines with big-ass dicks drawn on it? Tune in and find out on the Crossfade Podcast. Episode 2. The Phantom Menace. Yo, yo, we back in the building, we doing what it do, they brought us back for a second episode, did you know that? I th- Did you know that they brought us in for a second episode? I mean, I heard, that's why I'm here, I think. Yeah, the producers, the investors, they all called. They all showed up at my house. They demanded, yeah, <laughs> man, you just stole my joke. I hate you. Dude, you do that shit to me every fucking day. I was going to say, I was going to say, I had a whole thing written out with paper that said, the producers, the investors, they all ordered the second episode. They all wanted it back. And then I was going to ask you, do you know who the producers and the investors are? And then you were probably going to say, I don't know. And I was going to say, us. All right, us. We ordered the second episode. Yeah. Nobody asked for it. Literally not a single person. But we back in the building. We learned so much from the. You know how many times I edited out the words like and um from our first podcast? Really? From me alone, 30 minutes of worth. Not really, but like oh, it, was... it felt like 30 minutes. And there's still a fuck ton of likes and ums in there. But at a point, I was like, after I edited so much of it out, I was like, you know what? We're from SoCal. We say like it's and how... we say um. Yeah, and it's, it's, how, it's how we speak. Yeah, I know? don't, I don't mind it. I'm not gonna. If it's too much, like sometimes if I'm texting, I'll notice like I'll put like too many times. Yeah, in the text, and I'm like, oh, what the fuck? So well, that's edit it out. That's less okay because I feel like if you have, you, if you could think about what you're gonna type out. Yeah, right? yeah. No, well, if, when you're just texting like stream of yeah, con- yeah, that's kind true. Of shit, yeah. I'll be like, did I just say like three times in one sentence? In a row. Like, like, um, like, a, if you ever type like, uh, I know what you're going to say. Like, you don't have to do that, right? I think I say, I, I type that out ironically. Yeah. Like, if I'm trying to actually say it like that. Or, like, if someone texts you and they ask you a question or something and you just type back, like, um, dot, dot, dot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't have to really do that. So don't. Are you trying to fucking tell me something? Yeah. Oh. Stop with your LOLs. Stop with your BRBs. I don't say BRB. Stop with your LMFAOs. Don't. No. Stop with your. What's another? Scuba. Scuba? You type uh-huh. scuba out way too much. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I type it out? Yeah. What does it stand for? Oh. I'm going to get three of these words. Three of the words out. I'm going to say underwater is the U. Breathing apparatus. Submersible controlled <laughs> underwater breathing apparatus is my final answer. You got it. Is it? No. What is it? Oh. Uh, I'm looking it you up got the You got the last three right. Yeah. yeah. Underwater. 
I typed in what does scuba stand for if someone put scuba diving. <laughs> Self-contained. Oh. What did I say? Uh, special. No, I sub- said. Submersible. Submersible. That's like underwater though. It's the same thing. But I said contained, right? Controlled. I said controlled. Controlled, yeah. I don't. But. We back in the building. You excited to do episode two? Uh, you talking to me? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. Excited. Uh, more excited about the movie that we just watched than the first one. The first one was trash. I didn't like that movie. Fucking Why did we hate. even? I just honestly, we should just delete that whole thing. Yeah, the I, whole movie. The the hosts were annoying. Losers, definitely. Def- creaking chairs oh, in abundance. God, no. Uh, that's gone today, but I don't know if it, this is going to be much better. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm jostling around. Yeah, but... Can't really hear anything. You can hear that on, like, any, any like, podcast. I'm jostling. People moving on couches and shit. Uh, you sounded like the teacher on Jimmy Neutron. Oh, shit. Miss Bird Bitch or whatever her name was? <laughs> that, yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that her was name? her maiden name. Oh, right, right, right. I think... Um, fuck that show. I saw a clip of that show the other day, and I was just like, "What?" Like it looks unfinished, dude. Because I mean, yeah, all those nineties, yeah, and like early two thousands cartoons are really. Uh, Do you remember that Ed, Ed and Eddie dude? That oh. was with Ed with the three fucking hairs on his head. <laughs> yeah, what what is that art style? I always wanted them to get a Jolly Rancher and like just end it. You know, like just get the Jolly Rancher. And just enjoy being a kid, you know, like... Yeah. And I remember I got a Jolly Rancher, or... Am I saying Jolly Rancher? Jawbreaker. Jawbreaker. Yeah. I remember I got a Jawbreaker one time. That didn't even phase me. I I didn't even... Catch it? No. Well, I got a... I know what you're talking about, though, you know. I got a Jawbreaker one time, because I used to be a big fan of that show, and I tried it, and it... It's nothing, dude. It's not not a great snack. No. And they... The name is a little intimidating. Well, yeah. <laughs> my dad or my mom. Sounds like you're supposed to do that. Yeah, it sounds like it's. Oh fuck! You want your jaw broken? Yeah, you right. Need one of these things. No. That's what. That's why. That was my did. stepdad's nickname. Jawbreaker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what they called me in college. <laughs> Just because my big old dick is what I'm saying. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> At first, I was like fucking <laughs> cool guy, and then I was yeah. like, "Oh shit, no!" Mm-hmm. All right, we back. We're doing the Big Lebowski, and we're talking about it, and discussing it, and just chit chatting around about it, reviewing it, and uh, analyzing it, and. Fucking chillin'. And? Fuck, dude. Uh, Alright, we hit the... We... <laughs> Alright, so, The Big Lebowski, let's just get right into it. We don't gotta do introductions, we did that last week. We don't gotta talk about ourselves anymore, which people are probably like, thank God. Shut up. Are, are people like that? Everyone that I've... <laughs> everyone that I know that's listened to it. Uh-huh. Was just listening to it the whole time, being like, shut the fuck up, you're so annoying. suck! Like that. Even though the only person that has heard it is just me editing it. 
<laughs> right? Yeah, I don't want anybody I know or love listening to me. Like, I've, I've, i like, I've listened, I listen to a ton of podcasts, and I feel like everyone on podcasts is always like, ah, my wife doesn't listen to, yeah, my wife doesn't listen to this. Like, oh, I'll talk shit about her all the time, like whatever. And I'm, first of all, that's kind of fucked up. But second of all, that would be kind of cool if, <laughs> you know, like if I just, just if you had free reign, if you knew that nobody like i want hundreds and thousands of people to listen to my podcast but not anyone that i know that's reasonable yeah yeah all right let's get into it (laughs) okay (laughs) so the big lebowski why are we doing the big lebowski episode two um it's a cult classic when did you first see the big lebowski uh, I think you showed me the Big Lebowski in high school. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. That's what I thought too, but I wasn't sure. Yeah. So we watched it on your Zoom. Yeah. Did you? Oh, I was gonna tell a story about the Zoom, but I forgot it. So fucking Zoom, damn. Zoom was a good. Uh, I wish it still like it was a thing. Okay, so I showed you the Big Lebowski in high school. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Yeah, we watched it on your Zoom in my parents' living room. I remember that, and like, uh, rest I in peace to that Zoom, dude. Had it been what, like one of your favorites before or something? So the way I found it was one day, <clears throat> Stratton's class, so tenth grade, two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Long hair, just weird kid, and he just kind of like singled me out, and he's like, "Hey, do you know who you remind me of?" And I was like, "Who?" And he was like, "The dude." And I was like, "What does that mean?" Like, <laughs> I am the dude. Cool, thanks. Like, sure. And he's like, "No, the movie, The Big Lebowski." And I was like, "Oh, I've never seen it." And he's like, "You should watch it because the main character in it reminds me of you a lot." And I was like, "Okay." And so I went home and I watched it that night because I was like, "Like, what is this about? Like, is this guy is this guy super muscular?" I mean, is Fucking he the coolest kid in class? Just the best looking motherfucker. Hilarious. Yeah. None of those things. If you don't have... You've never I mean... Seen, I mean, he's the coolest guy, kid in class, for sure. Yeah, true. But he's not muscular. You never fucking... I mean, to who, though? He's muscular to some people. I guess so. Don't talk shit, dude. <laughs> Alright. Alright, listen. So I go home, and I watch the the movie and like I'm watching it and the first scene that you see is him <laughs> in Vaughn's cracking open a half and half sniffing it and then paying for it with the half and half still in his mustache so he clearly took a sip out of it before <laughs> buying it paying for it with a six like a check written out for cents. 69 cents and he goes home to his like apartment that's all trashed like not really. It doesn't look like a home. It just looks like some guy who doesn't really give a fuck about anything. <laughs> you watch the whole movie. He's smoking weed all the time. He's always drinking a white Russian. He's kind of just... Uh, he's the dude, you know what I mean? And so I'm in 10th grade, and I'm watching this movie, and a teacher, like a grown-up, who <laughs> teaches me things, who's forming my own mind, who, like, I look... Not look up to, but, you know, at that age, he's an adult, so what he says is kind of the truth. And I'm watching this, and I'm like, why... Why does he think I'm this guy? Like this, I don't like the the dude out of all people. Because I don't even think that I acted like that back in the day. I don't either. I don't agree with that. And he was like, and then honestly, when I watched that movie, I liked the dude. I liked the character and all that. And I was like, I, I guess I could kind of see it. This is gonna be me now. And when you're in high school, you're trying to find yourself. When you're in college, you're trying to find yourself. 
And that movie probably had a lot to do with like who I became after that. Because mm-hmm. I remember when I first saw that movie, I immediately fell in love with it. I immediately liked that movie. I usually like all the Coen Brother movies and um, the ones that I've seen anyway. And I kind of started just like trying to mold myself to be the dude. You know what I mean? Saying the stuff that he says, the dude abides, everyone says that. My Twitter name became El Dude Arino. Like just shit like that. I started wearing cardigans. You know, I grew, I kept my hair long. You were wearing cardigans? Yeah, you know, I I had a big ass collection of cardigans back in the day. <laughs> you don't remember? No. Oh man, yeah, I had a bunch of cardigans. Just thrift store. Just thrift, yeah, just and then my mom knew that I liked that movie too. Like she was probably like, "What the fuck is my fifteen year old son getting into? Like why yeah. is why is he like want cardigans now all of a sudden?" <laughs> And so that, so I was introduced to the movie in 10th grade. A teacher told me to watch it, told me he, I reminded him of the dude. I watched it. And he I was reminds like, me of the dude. He does. Yeah, exactly. Like if anything, he's more, he's more, d- and I'm not the dude-ish. dude anymore. Like, yeah, I, I don't think I'm anything like the. I'm more like Walter nowadays, but yeah, I'm not like the dude at all. You know, you're more like, you're the tall skinny guy with the glasses who's German. <laughs> no, you're flea going like, it's not fair. <laughs> If anything, I would say that that's you. Yeah, alright. Um, so yeah, 10th grade, watch the movie, teacher tells me to watch the movie, I watch it, fall in love with it, kind of start molding my own life to become the dude, which is, it's crazy how much a movie could influence you to act or behave a certain way, but this is probably one of those movies in that point of time, because I still hadn't even smoked weed yet, I, I mean, obviously I didn't drink, but this this movie probably set me down on a path of, you know... A good handful of years of smoking weed and drinking and not <laughs> making anything of myself. <laughs> so you know what, Mr. Stratton? It's your fault that I'm not going anywhere in life. Yeah. Fucking asshole. I... That got dark real quick. But, you know, that's how, <laughs> that's how I was introduced to the movie. Yeah. And so I guess I showed you, like, I guess I was like, dude, this movie's awesome. I think so. I, I thought that it had been like a... Because I, I had to have shown it to you, like, as soon as I saw it. It's not yeah. like I was sitting on it for years and it was a favorite of mine. No, it was, was back like, then. I, yeah. I was thinking, like, freshman year, but if it was probably, like, you know, 2010. Um, I thought it was, like, a like a childhood favorite of, like, your yeah, families no. or something. I didn't know that. Uh, I never even heard of Jeff Bridges until I saw that movie. Really? Yeah. Damn. All right, so, um, if you're new to the show, which is everyone... Unless you're listening to this back when now we're, now it's 2023, we're rolling in the dough. Fucking killing it. Yeah, and you just decided to come back. Hi to all the people that decided to come back who aren't listening to this when it came out. First of all, where the fuck have you been? Yeah, I mean... Why weren't you there since day one? Idiots. <laughs> <laughs> what if someone list, like was like, hey, you know what, that podcast sounds pretty cool, let me go listen to this. They're already on episode 52 or something. Let me go back and listen to it. And you just call them an idiot and then they decide to leave. It's, you know, it's an We didn't want them anyway. It's an endearing idiot. Yeah, is that what we call our our fans? Like, uh... Fucking idiots. Fucking idiots. Like, I don't know, like directioners. Like Joey Diaz, the comedian, he calls all of his fans, like, cocksucker and stuff. Oh, really? No, well, I meant like, uh, you know, like, One Direction fans are called directioners. Oh, yeah, like, believers and and all that Yeah, like, believers and... Gotcha. Lady Gaga calls her fans like little monsters or whatever. Like, don't don't they say like, yeah, I'm a little monster? Is that a th- I don't know. Oh, well, I've heard that somewhere. I'm not in the Lady Gaga circles. Yeah, me neither. But 
our fans are going to be called fucking idiots. Yeah. Okay. I'll I fuck mean, with that. I feel like we can have multiple names for... That shouldn't be the official name. Oh. Or maybe it should... I, fucking idiots. I want to I wanna get it so big that, like, you know, teen girls are asking, like, hey, are you a Jacober or are you, like, a Stevener? And everyone is like, it, be- that happens it becomes podcast, a, dude. that's how big we're going to get. Oh shit. All right. Okay. And it becomes a meme like, hell, no one's a Steven or like, we're going to be memes <laughs> now. I want to oh, be a meme, shit. dude. All right. That's my Here fucking goal in life. Fucking meme. Look at you, dude. Just <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I want it to be a meme like, hell, no one's a Steven or that, that guy's ugly. He's, he's like the Joey Fatone of, <laughs> of the Crossfade <laughs> podcast. Not that there's anything wrong with Joey Fatone. He's actually my second, second favorite, favorite of the NSYNC people. What about your third and fourth? Um, I think I would, if I could rank them, I think it would have to be J- J- JT. I, I mean, that's why I didn't ask for the first. Yeah, true. Yeah. JT, Joey, JC, Lance Bass, Chris, whatever the hell, Chris Kringle or whatever his oh, name was. fuck, I forgot there's a fifth. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's actually, like, he's like the one that... No one remembers. He was the one that had like the dreads, yeah. like the weird red dreads, and and like didn't have a lead yeah, like part was, yeah. ever. I remember him being in pictures now, just like kind of there, but the fringe guy. Yeah, he's like the fringe guy, right? Yeah. No one, no one stand him. No one was like all about him. You know that he was the one who put the band together. Really? Yeah, like he handpicked every <laughs> other member and was like, "Let's hey guys, let's be a band." What the fuck? And, and then now, he's not even he's like, like oh, then he's the fifth right. most famous in sync person out right. of five. All right, guys. But bye. Do you think he wanted it that way? Because I kind of would. You know, not... you don't really have to try. Like, no one's really like in your business. Yeah, that's true. And you're still he's getting like, paid like it. Yeah, he's still rich, but he's like off the radar. Like a great American philosophizer once said, fuck the fame and the fortune. Maybe not the fortune. So I would, I mean, I could be, I would want to be him over. If they're all getting paid the same, I would want to be that oh, guy yeah, over, yeah, like, yeah. So I could JC. Do, do my own shit, you know? Yeah. I mean, you, they wouldn't even notice if you showed up or not. And still get paid for it. That's I mean, that'd true. Be and the fans probably wouldn't notice either. Yeah. I don't think any fan has ever been like, fucking Chris Where's the Kringle. Red, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where's Redhead Dread guy? <laughs> Redhead Dread. Redhead Dread. <laughs> Anyways, this has been Where is NSYNC Now? 2019. Watch. Join us next week when we talk about Lance Bass's... Did he ever go to space? You remember that? I have no idea what you're talking about. You don't remember that? No, Lance, no. There was a whole thing where he was training with NASA. He was going to go to space. I hope he did. I, you know That'd what? Cool we'll story. have an answer for that next week. I'll look it up and then we'll talk about it at the top of the show. Alright. It'll be bulletin number one. <laughs> Man. How old is this news that we're breaking? That he was supposed to go to space? I remember being a child still. I remember like... Oh, shit. Well, not like a child, but oh. probably like middle school. I thought you meant like recently. I don't... I never no, heard no, no, no. This that either, though. Ba- like, NSYNC had just recently broke up and he was going to go to space. Oh, no. Was that like his... He was... That, that's what he was trying to do? Like, branch off and become an astronaut? I guess so. I don't know. I don't <laughs> yeah. know what the deal was. Big dreams, you know? That's a crazy-ass, like... That's like, you know, Ken Jong. You know how he used to be a doctor? Is that the... Yeah. The guy from the community? Yeah. You know how he used to be a doctor? Mm-hmm. Like, isn't, isn't that a fucking wild? Like, how do you have a career as, like, you have a whole ass career as a doctor, There's and a... then you just also become a Who else? famous actor? What's that annoying show? Fox okay. News? What's hey, that, hey, what's that one? No, I'll, I'll pull annoying out. 
So, because this is a really lopsided argument on whether the show's good or not, but The Big Bang Theory. Oh, I don't like that show. Thank you. I don't, but I've never seen an episode of it. You know how people always just say they hate shit, even though they've never. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't like strawberries. Have you ever eaten one? No, they just look weird. Yeah. That show just looks weird. It I saw a clip one is. time of whoever the fuck guy going like, bazinga, and Shut I was like, sh- you're done. Show this show is yeah, never get, meeting my eyeballs. Get out of here. Get out of here. Um, yeah, if, uh, one of the actresses on there, I forgot her name. She's like a genius? Yeah, she's she's like a doctorate in some crazy Yeah, physics. isn't that, doesn't that show like have like a staff of like astrophysicists that check the science of every episode? I, I, is it really that science-based? I don't know. Can't. I don't know. I'm not gonna watch it because of Bazinga. I, I'm not either because of yeah. more like Bazing. Go away, Jeff. The dude Lebowski, mistaken for a millionaire of the same name, seeks restitution for his ruined rug and enlists his bowling buddies to help get it. And basically, it just turns into a wild goose chase with a whole bunch of shit. And he... So yeah, that's the uh, like the summary on the back of the DVD case or something like that, right? Which you... Basically, that's not what the story ends up being. Like, at all. Oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. But that, yeah, yeah just like a, What was the word that you said earlier? The slug line? No, fucking... Um, like, what the... Like, the rug... Ketoacidosis. No, okay. no, that's not the word that I said? <laughs> I mean, you might have. Troglodyte? What the fuck is the thing in the, uh, uh like a wigwam or some shit? Where oh, fucking... <laughs> that's what it is, dude, a wigwam. No, it's a MacGuffin. Yeah, that fucking thing, yeah. Alright, so let's just hop right into this movie. There's a lot, there's a lot of, it's basically a string of favorite scenes for me, honestly. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna, I wrote them down as we were watching it. I wrote down my favorite scenes. I'm just gonna go ahead and rattle them off to you. And we'll, we'll just gab like two uh, two best friends chilling and recording a podcast. Sounds good. All right. So the we're first going one in I have, order. Yeah, I'm gonna do it in chronological order. So okay. maybe we could. Uh, I don't know. Just cause. So I was. You know what's funny is I was gonna introduce this podcast as being like, uh, "Welcome back to the Sam Elliott Filmography Podcast," <laughs> because that, yeah. yeah, he's basically <laughs> right away. You're introduced to, it's a great scene of the dude, I have written down, the dude writing a check for 69 cents for some half and half, with the half and half still on his mustache, <laughs> listening to a guy on TV saying this aggression will not stand. Right. So like I said, this I've, I've watched this movie on recommendation from a teacher who told me I reminded me of the dude. This is how he's introduced, classic way of introducing your character, your main character. This guy is... No one writes a check at a grocery store, especially not for 69 cents, with the half and half still on his, <laughs> like, it's open like half and half. He just doesn't care at all. You know what I didn't see? I, I want to know if you can go back and find it as if, what if he opened up a half and half, drank it to try it. Put it back and Yeah, and got, a, got an unopened half and half. Like, is the is the half and half that he's buying <laughs> open? I feel like it would be. I don't know. He's yeah. not that kind of guy. I feel like he might be. Yeah? Yeah. I could see him doing that. But that's a, I love that scene because that's an awesome way to just introduce, like, here's your protagonist. Here's the guy you're rooting for. It's this scumbag piece of shit, lazy ass, yeah. at the, at Vaughn's in a 
bathrobe. Mm-hmm. I think this everyone is... just likes him right off the bat because that's who, right. That's, that's every that's... who you want to be. Yeah, if you could go to the Tavans, yeah. in a bathrobe. Yeah, you don't want to fucking put clothes on to go somewhere. No, is he still wearing sunglasses even though it's nighttime? No, right? Or is he? I think I don't know. Not in the beginning. I don't. No, think. I don't think so either. But that's just God. This is a classic introduction to a classic character. So. Yeah, I like that introduction scene of of the dude, because that's that's immediately you know who this this character is. And then the next scene that I have written down is um uh just I just wrote down where's the fucking money shithead, because that entire scene is just is just wild. And that's all before the like main credits. Yeah. Before it says like the big Lebowski. This, this is, is yeah. Movie. This is all an open yeah opening scene. Yeah. So you got back to back scenes of the big Lebowski writing a check for 69 cents and then then the very next scene that half and half is all over the goddamn bathroom floor his head's in a toilet some dude is shoving it down yelling as loud as he can where's the fucking money shithead an asian dude pisses on his rug and they bounce and this is the movie the big lebowski those are that's a, that's a great way to open up a movie yeah you kind of like what the fuck is exactly. this movie gonna that's be about I, exactly what i was gonna say like Kind of just leaves you like, uh... Yeah, right? Like, w- wait, what? This guy who's who is in a bathrobe in Vons, what did he do to piss someone off this bad? You know what I mean? <laughs> this guy could never do anything that right? this, this kind of violence. So, I mean, I kind of like, I really like that open because I remember yeah. watching it for the first time being like, what in the fuck am I watching? What yeah. is this movie going to be about? Which, and then this is one of the first Coen Brother movies that I saw. A lot of the movies are kind of like this, like where it's like, what in the fuck yeah. is happening? Um, They're weird. Number four, the four, the next scene that I have written down is when uh, Walter is saying, we're, uh, also, dude, Chinaman is not the preferred nomenclature here. Asian American, please. Mm-hmm. It's just a great line, I feel like. Yeah. For coming from Walter. Coming from, yep, Walter, the the Vietnam vet who says camel fucker. Yeah, he says camel fucker later on in the, he says, look at our current situation with that camel fucker in Iraq. So someone who could say that, (laughs) but then also be like, like he was saying, he was saying something and then took a break from his own sentence to be like, also dude, uh, China man is not the preferred nomenclature. China man is not the preferred nomenclature. Um. Asian, Which is fucking great because Asian American, please. Right then, you also kind of get a sense of the hypocrisy of Walter because Walter yeah. is a super hypocrite in this movie. I, I just love these little like in in Coen Brother movies. There's always this kind of like character development that's very nuanced. Mm-hmm. That like you like I mean you you kind of just know that person in real life. I feel like or you can identify who that person is. Yeah, just by these little like fucking, actions yeah, that they yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's just a bunch of quotes that I have written down too. So. uh that whole, uh, his dudeness, duder, <laughs> El Duderino, if you're not into the whole brevity thing. Mm-hmm. That whole scene is great, too. Just the, the like, exchange between the dude and Mr. Lebowski. Yeah. What he's wearing. Yeah, like, how he's, how he's sitting in the yeah. chair, you know. Like, like, doesn't he have, like, an arm up like this? Yeah, with his, yeah. Like, yeah. This, this guy probably giving him the same spiel he's been hearing for the last 35 years, 40 years about how, like, the bums always lose. Yeah. And then, and then to get the, the carpet or the rug after just like being told the bums always lose, <laughs> just immediately just be like, oh, it went great. He told me I can get yeah. any carpet and then winning. You know what I mean? Like, like it didn't even phase him that he was, he's been getting this shit talked to him for so long. Yeah. Like type of motherfucker. And he's, he wins even though they just told him that he always loses. 
Mm-hmm. Except, you know, that doesn't really work out like that for the rest of the movie. Yeah, That's probably his only W long. in the movie, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, which is fucking hilarious. Also, uh, the next scene is the over-the-line scene. Mm. You gotta talk about the over-the-line scene. Mm-hmm. That's just like... So, basically, they're in a bowling league. Um, the dude, Walter, and Donnie are a team. And they're it's a league game that they're playing with the, with another, uh, another team. And... This guy named Smokey bowls, and he apparently steps over the line, and Walter just screams at the top of his lungs, over the line. Mid-sentence. Yeah, and and the guy's like, bullshit, dude. Like, that was an eight, market eight or whatever, because this is back in the medieval dark ages when, you know, it wasn't automated, a computer didn't, (laughs) didn't mark your score, you had to write it down, apparently, I mean. Yeah. God, get some fucking computers up in this bitch. Disgusting. Just kidding, that was what, the 90s? <laughs> we were born. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ, now we're calling the 90s the olden days. Oh, no. Um, Walter and Smokey get in a dispute, you know, as one does at a league game when the stakes are this high. Walter pulls out a gun. Just a sleek 19, M1911, mm-hmm. points it at Smokey and says, mark it fucking zero. Or, like, insinuating, or I'll shoot you in the goddamn head <laughs> right here in this bowling alley. Great scene. Yeah. Great awesome. fucking scene. It's just like, you don't do that. I mean, <laughs> obviously that goes without saying, right? There's That's just like an action where it's like, it's it's unbelievable that you have to even have to say like, no. And then what did he say afterwards with like the little face he made? Remember he was oh, like. It's a league game. Yeah, it's a league game, dude. Yeah, like, like, okay, so he pulls a fucking gun out, screams at this guy's face, has the barrel of the gun. Less than three inches. Finger on the trigger. Yeah, finger on the trigger. No gun safety. He cocks it back. The safety's not on in this guy's face. And the guy's like, all right, it's fucking zero. Did you really just pull a handgun on me at a bowling alley? Like, what is happening? You fucking psycho. And then Walter's like, it was a league game. It was a league game. I had to do what I had to do. I'm I'm taking this shit seriously. Which I also love because, like, I, I don't know why I love Walter's... He doesn't give a fuck about a lot of stuff in this movie. You know, a lot of times his answer is, fuck it, let's go bowling. Yeah. And for him to be this serious about, you Something know what I mean? So like, like, yeah, like. Eight fucking points. Like, out. could you imagine if he got pissed off at, like, botching the handoff or something? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but in that in that yeah. instance when, like, a woman's life is at stake, he's like, fuck it, man, let's go bowling. Yeah. But when someone stepped over the line or not, he's like, Mark, not even, fucking zero. Not even a strike or anything. Dude, the it cops come like... right afterwards, <laughs> too. Like, that's what's fun. That whole scene is just classic. Yeah. Um, Which is funny because I, when we watched it today, I was like, oh my God, I have completely come from being the dude to Walter. Like, I've done a complete 180. You've evolved. I've evolved into Walter, and I, this is what adulthood is doing to you, you know what I mean? <laughs> I remember being a kid and being like, Dad, why are you always so angry all the time? Like, why are you always just cursing for no reason? Why are you always just like, why do you get mad at me and Brenda when we're laughing in Applebee's, stuff like that? <laughs> and now I'm at the age where I'm like, oh man, just everything just pissing me the fuck assholes. off, dude. Yeah, if yeah. someone stepped over the line, I would be like, nah. Hey, mother, mark it fucking get zero. Get the fuck out of here. Yep. Oh, with that scene... When they're talking about it later on, the dude and Walter, uh, the the Walter says his like classic line of just being like, "Am I wrong?" Because you know how he says that multiple times yeah. in the movie. He's like, "Am I wrong? Yeah. Am I wrong?" And my favorite line is of this movie, like not my favorite line of the movie, but one of my favorite lines has always been when the dude is like, "No, Walter, you're not wrong. You're just an asshole." <laughs> it's like I've been both of those yeah, people yeah. in in my life multiple times. Like I've been the guy being like, "Am I wrong?" 
Like, no, come on, am I wrong? Like, I'm right here. And, like, that guy, you just always want to be like, no, okay, maybe you're not wrong, but you're a dick. And, like... Yeah. um, Nobody needs to hear about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So that was a little side little dialogue that I liked from that scene. The next one is the strong man also cry scene. But I want to get into that one more in the Doc Ellis uh, segment. So we'll get to that one. But after that, the... The dialogue. Honestly, this movie is less favorite scenes and more favorite dialogue. So this one I have is, life does not stop and start at your convenience, you miserable piece of shit. Donnie just takes it. To that's me. a mouthful. That is. That's a that's a hell of a line to say without like messing it up. But it's it's hilarious because they're having a conversation. Donnie's just like, Donnie's just like, what happened? Or no, he asks like, I don't know. The dude is saying something. Donnie's basically like, what happened? And Walter's like, life does not start and stop at your convenience, you miserable piece of shit. Like, <laughs> imagine saying that to someone how, who was like, you're having a conversation with your friend, a third friend walks up and is like, hey, what are you guys talking about? And you just, you just say that, like. Well, to be fair, this wasn't the first time, you know. Yeah, that's been, true, Donnie but like. Been buttoning the whole fucking time, just sticking his nose in there, just walking up like a like a child with no frame of reference. So you're on Walter's side here. That's interesting. I'm not. I don't know. I don't really take sides, but I'll argue for both. Yeah, that's true. I I just think it's hilarious how much he animosity he to- shows towards. Yeah, you definitely shouldn't be yelling at your friends like that. No, anybody, I mean, you, anybody that affects your bowling team either. In every scene, he's just cussing out Donnie, which is funny because I personally have friends of mine that I'm like, like go the fuck away, dude! I fucking hate <laughs> you. Like you're still my friend all the time, and like I'm glad that I have your friendship, but like Jesus, fuck, you're annoying. Like, have you ever had a friend like that? Yeah, oh, and yeah. you better not say me because I'll cry. Oh, then no, I don't. <laughs> no yeah of course you always have that that friend that donnie friend i mean living living with my friends like in college like when i had a room with a bunch of people we're on a floor all together there's like 20 guys that are all friends with each other there's gonna be some of them that you're just like oh my god i'm sick of you fucking talking yep. all the time so i mean obviously like in the military too right oh yeah that's like more than half of the people in there is yeah is that guy yeah you but they're still your friend, you know what I mean? Like sometimes, oh, no, no, sometimes. No, no. Okay, yeah, yeah. Out of out of my friends in the military. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah, talking yeah. about like friends. Where like sometimes they're like, I mean, obviously all the time you're like, yeah, that's my friend. I like to hang out with you, blah blah blah. But sometimes you get a you're little just, embarrassed like, sometimes. When yeah, you're out with them, and you're like, oh fucking goddamn that guy, dude. Oh my yeah. god, John Semler's here again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fucking guy. That's actually when I was gonna talk oh about. Oh god, Sean Hudson. Jesus <laughs> Christ, dude. Why are you always around? I went to. I told you I was going to go to UC San Diego so that you would apply or so that you would accept your letter there, and then I was going to come to Santa Barbara, and you still followed me. You know what? I'm going to email a copy of this this cut to Sean and just send him that, and he'll be like, "What in the fuck? Why?" <laughs> so yeah, that's a that's an excellent line. I wish I had uh, more chances to say that line. Yeah, that scene is also. Uh, when Donnie is saying "I am the Walrus" three times, because because yeah, because the oh, like say like the island, yeah, the, or the dude is like you know it's just like Lennon said, and then he says the quote or whatever, and Donnie's just in the back like "I am the Walrus, I'm the Walrus, I'm the Walrus." I like how he starts saying it like he knows I'm, I'm the Walrus. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's "I am the Walrus" because like that's the only even if he was talking about John Lennon, that's the only John Lennon line <laughs> ever. 
yeah. I am the walrus, yeah. I am the walrus. It has nothing to do with the conversation. It's like, like they're talking about a handoff. Someone got kidnapped. Why the fuck would the dude be like, well, it's like, it's like John Lennon said, I am the walrus. walrus. Like, oh my God. So I can see where Walter's coming from where I'm just like, shut the fuck up, Donnie. Like, you don't even know what you're talking about. You're so stupid. But I can also, I can also, I've also been Donnie. So you're on Walter's side now. Interesting. But I've also been on Donnie's side where, like, I just feel like that friend that's like, come on, guys. Like, yeah, that, true, that, true. That friend where you're, like, I mean, walking down on the sidewalk. I've, I've never... <laughs> Loser. No. You've never been that friend on the, that's walking down the sidewalk the that has one? to... Yeah, that has to yeah. be in the back because the front it's, two are, like... It's usually me, yeah. Aw. That's the both <laughs> of us. We're both that friend. I think that's how we became friends. We were yeah, the... we were the... The yeah. leftovers that became friends. Aw, the leftovers. <laughs> that's sad. The uh, the quote when Walter is like, "You want a tow? I can get you a tow by three o'clock this <laughs> afternoon." That whole scene is great. Yeah. Uh, but that line in particular when he's like, "So basically, the kidnappers, quote unquote, send a tow to Mister Lebowski of his supposed like supposedly that's his wife's tow because she just got kidnapped." Um. Mister Lebowski shows the tow to the dude. And it has the the nail polish on it. The, the dude is like, oh shit, maybe she didn't kidnap herself, which is what he has been thinking. Tells Walter, and Walter's like, Walter's like, still not he believing actually it. actually laughs. He's like, he's like, yeah, alright, I mean, there's there's no, there's no, no, nothing linking that toe to Bunny. And, 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 I mean, the dude is like, what are you fucking talking about? The nail polish, and also, who, even if it wasn't her fucking toe, that's still a human toe in... In an envelope, so, like, chances are it's probably her toe, because no one is going to be out here lending their toes to people, you know what I mean? Like, it, they had to take that toe from somewhere, <laughs> and the chances are it was from Bunny, who's supposedly their, yeah. like, hostage. Oh, I can get you a toe. Yeah. And Walter's just like, oh, I can get you a toe. I can get you a toe by 3 o'clock this afternoon <laughs> with the nail polish. Like, what the, who the fuck is this guy? Like, I mean, but he probably could if he's willing yeah. to pull out a fucking piece on the bowling alley. He probably could just track down someone's toe and cut it off. Yeah, right? it's an Uzi. Yeah, and he's yelling. So he's yelling in the. Uh, he's talking about the shit in a diner. In a diner, and the the poor poor waitress is like, "Hey, keep it down." You know, there's a it's a family establishment, and then he starts going off about about Vietnam and how his friends didn't die face, <laughs> die face down, down in the, the muck, muck. <laughs> in the muck, and. And dude's just like, I'm fucking leaving, dude. You make everything about fucking Vietnam, I'm out of here. And the dude is, or Walter's just like... That's not when he... Oh, no, no, no. Walter's just like, I'm finishing my coffee. I'm finishing my coffee. And he just sits there and is like, everyone in there is uncomfortable as fuck. And he's just in his stupid yellow sunglasses. Fucking Walter. I wanted to add, after the... Pulling his gun on Smokey and the thing. Yeah. I mean, I guess since we're going in order, I just wanted to talk about the Jesus scene. Oh, yeah. It's I didn't just, even... Oh, my God. I didn't even write that down. That's a... Yeah, yeah. go ahead and talk about that. Uh, it, I think it might be my favorite scene in the movie. Yeah? I don't know. Yeah. There's just another bowling team. Um, basically, the, the dude, Walter, and Donnie are, like, getting ready to, like, bowl and shit. Yeah, the championships are coming uh, up. Yeah. They're going to go to regionals. Yeah. You think I'd miss semis? Um, uh, basically, they're just getting ready, and they see Jesus. What's his last name? Can I don't know. What is his last name? I don't know. 
I mean, Jesus alone is Whatever, just... yeah, it's his name His name is fucking Jesus. Yeah, but it's... Um... Wait, hold on, reminds me. Did you know that Amanda told me... So I wanted I wanted to name my son Joaquin. I've, wanted, I've always wanted yeah, yeah. to name my son Joaquin. Mm-hmm. And she told me the other day that uh, she hates that name. She doesn't want to name our son Joaquin. And just joking around, she was like, Hey, I'll let you name our son Joaquin if his middle name is Christ. And I was like, what? And she's like, yep, yeah, C-H-R-Y-S-T. And I was like, you're a fucking evil, evil person. Because no one in the right mind is going to be like, yeah, all right, cool. Joaquin Christ. Joaquin no, even if you spell Christ. it right, you can't call your kid Christ. Like, can you? Yeah. Yeah? I saw somebody the other day named Christ. Really? Yeah. I Fuck, where was that? I think and it was on a cooking show. There was a dude whose like, name was Christ. Uh, I mean, I'm probably alienating our entire Christ-named demographic, but I would never in my right mind ever call my kid Christ. Yeah. But I called her bluff, and I was like, all right, fine, deal. Our first son's name is Joaquin, Joaquin Christ. Christ. And, uh, but she regrets that now, doesn't she? <laughs> I don't know. Now, uh, does she have a kid now named Joaquin Christ? <laughs> we might. We might have, yeah. Shit. Um, um, but yeah, so they see Jesus, who's basically just... Um, when I looked him up earlier to see what his name was, I looked up the butler from Mr. Deeds. <laughs> it's that uh, same actor yeah it's the same actor uh but basically he's he's just like this fucking like flamboyant he's a coke nail like a painted coke nail pointy coke nail um that's rings, long too rings, like... yeah a real long one mm-hmm. it's, it's enough for a decent amount you know enough yeah. you know pass it around it's Anyways, a nice little bump um and uh yeah he has like this hairnet on like the what kind of hair? What does he have? He has like a perm, right? Or some shit? Something, dude. Something just uh, unacceptable. Yeah, and he's, you know, he licks the ball provocatively, and he has, he looks over, and it's just a full like one a, piece purple, like, yeah, one piece jumpsuit. purple jumpsuit. Yeah, sorry, I forgot to With finish red that. highlights. Yeah, he just had, he's super, like, like eccentric, basically. Yeah. Um, and he looks over. He looks like a Jesus, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Like, if anyone would be, would be named Jesus and they would self-pronounce their name Jesus... Yeah, it's him. Yeah, it's him. You're right. It's a character like that. So he looks over at, you know, the the dude and Walter and Donnie, and it's just like a... After bowling a clean strike. Yeah. Yeah, he does. He bowls a strike, and this is like his little victory dance. He, like... Um, He's walking back to his squad. Yeah, he walks back. He looks at everyone, and it's just like a, a shot from left to right of the dude... Donnie in the middle, and then Walter on the right. All just looking back at him, like slow motion a little bit, right? Yeah, like a slow mo pan to the. Yeah, but it's it's basically he like Jesus just looks at them. He like gives or no, he makes like a little kissy face at Donnie, and Donnie's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. Um. Yeah, he just comes up to them and he basically tells them that he's gonna fuck them in the ass on Tuesday or whenever the fuck it is. They're bowling each other, (laughs) and uh, a weird thing to say. Yeah. And then um, he tells Walter, he says, uh, if you want to try anything uh, like funny, if you want to try to flash a piece on me on the lanes, I'll take it from you and I'll stick it so, or I'll stick it up your ass and pull the trigger till it goes click. And then, uh, dude, the, the way the, that the dude is just like, Jesus, he goes like Jesus <laughs> and uh, Jesus goes like, you said it, man. <laughs> Nobody fucks with the Jesus. Uh, just fucking! I just hate that. So I just ridiculous. hate that entire yeah. character, dude. And yeah. I, what I like about that scene is because um, is 
the dude is like, God, man, that creep can sure roll. Or oh, whatever. I forgot like, to, yeah. He calls yeah. him a creep or whatever. And then uh, Walter says, like, yeah, man, too bad he's a pervert. And he goes, actually, no, actually. No, yeah. And the dude is like, <laughs> dude is like, yeah, like, which is funny because it's kind of just like a comment. Like, you would say that about anyone that you don't like. Like, too bad he's a fucking, like, pervert or yeah. whatever. <laughs> and the dude is like, yeah, man. And Walter's like, no, actually, like he like he spent some time up in Chino. Which shout out to Chino. Shout out to Chino. I lo- uh, you know what I like about this movie is that they have like all of all of our hood. Yeah. Like you know they say Pasadena. They have freaking um I almost said li- Limbo. What's the oh fuck? What's the beach the uh the cops beach community? Malibu, Malibu Limbo. What? what the fuck? Malibu. Yeah. Limbo. Malibu. I mean, there's some Venice. letters. Yeah, I mean, our whole area they got in this movie. Um, yeah, so Walter's like, no, yeah, he did some time up in Chino, and when he moved to Hollywood, he had to like, you know, walk around the neighborhood telling everyone he was a pederast. Yeah, which is like Walter, a, such a Walter a, way to like. A, or uh, Donnie is like, what's a pederast? Walter, <laughs> shut the fuck up, Donnie. So that whole that whole scene of just like this weird looking this guy, you see him and you're like, okay, this has to be something wrong with this guy. Balls a strike. Turns out to be a fucking weirdo sex offender. Walks up to uh, walks up to our squad and is just like, "Hey, man, I'll shoot you in the ass until you run out of bullets." He's just yeah, yeah, and I just I just like the whole like Jesus and then like <laughs> hey, you, you said, said it, it man. <laughs> if my name was Jesus, I would do that all the time. <laughs> so everybody, yeah, everyone always says like Jesus Christ. Jesus. Like, hey, you said it, yeah. man. Nobody hey. fucks with the Jesus. <laughs> And I hate his little squad, like, walking behind him, like, yeah. The like, little guy, yeah. We're all in our fucking matching purple jumpsuits, like, mm, mm, mm. God damn it, dude. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sad that I let that out, but I'm glad that you included it. It's one of my favorite scenes. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, the quote, another quote, another great quote is, uh, nihilists. Oh. Fuck me. I mean, say what you want about the net tenets of national socialism, but at least it's an ethos. <laughs> great line yeah great yeah. fuck walter has is like on a he's like i don't know what's the equivalent he's like shooting 60 percent in this movie or like <laughs> throwing like he's throwing fastballs like yeah. he's hitting like 104 miles an hour with the with this movie of just yeah. like lines that he's saying and the delivery of them he's just go he's going off on this movie he really is like he's full of just little hooks like drops that yeah. you could just have by themselves and they fucking yeah. just as good yeah which like say with like Say, oh my god! I was just gonna say the quote to to talk about. Say what you want about yeah. Looks <laughs> like say what you want about Walter, but at least he's. Um, <laughs> we actually use that quote. Yeah, like, that's a that's a daily. We say that to each other. Like this like, isn't just like today. Like yeah. if someone says something crazy or whatever, me and Jacob will always be like, "Damn." I mean, say yeah. what you want about the tenets of national socialism, but at least it's an ethos. At least it's an ethos. Like that's a that's a you'll definitely hear us saying that <laughs> in in other. We said that oh, last yeah, week, yeah. did we? Yeah, actually, yeah. When I was I was nice. editing it, so nice. which is funny because you look at Walter and he's like Jesus Christ, like um he's Jew, he's converted Jewish, yeah, and he's still like I mean, say what you want about Nazis, but like at least they believe in something. You know what I mean, like. This nihilist weirdo is yeah. worse to me than a Nazi because at least a Nazi had something to like fight for or yeah. something. You know what I mean? Like, which is just crazy. It's just, just who, who, who is Walter? What is that character? You know, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, hey, you said it, man. I was just gonna say we 
you kind of left out the whole botched mission scene. Basically get told to be the courier for the money by the big Lebowski. Um, and when they go, Walter decides to take matters into his own hands, throw out a bag of his undies, and then the Germans that were there to pick up the money fucking leave because they they get scared off. But in the process, Walter like throws out the bag with a fucking Uzi in it. <laughs> and it starts going off, it's shooting everything, it blows a fucking tire out. Um, yeah, everything just gets fucked in one scene. It's not anything crazy, like it's not iconic, but it's just a funny scene. It is a funny ass it's scene. Just, it's just like hectic like... as fuck, nothing goes their way at all. Walter's just a fucking, like, adamant that he's right. Leading up to that scene, he's yeah. like, this is what's going to happen, this is how the plan is going to go down, it's and so the, simple, his, it's going to work. Yeah, and then The usage of, his like, he says like, like our plan, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, just our car, and then it's all it's all just brought tumbling down when they when they when the Germans call him and they're like, all right, throw the money out the out the window and never stop. Like the whole plan is predicated on them stopping, and Walter's just like, oh shit, no, that's not gonna work. It's not gonna work with our plan, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The dude is like, all right, man, well, why don't you go ahead and uh, why don't you call why them you back call and tell them. them. <laughs> And so his his on the fly improvisation is just all right. When it gets to fifteen miles an hour, I'm a tuck and roll. Hand me my fucking Uzi, which up to this point has not been even referenced. It's just like wrapped. This in is the fucking... first like wait wait what? Bro, that's an Uzi. He's like you think I'm gonna leave the house naked? I thought that was like a Christmas ham or something wrapped <laughs> up in paper. Like he says, uh, what do you think I'm gonna leave the house naked? Yeah. <laughs> and so he. Tucks and rolls. The Uzi hits the ground. Just starts firing in a fucking circle. Like this, just God. If that if that scene is not a microcosm of just like this, sh- how bad everything turns out for them in this movie. Yeah, that's a great fucking scene. Yep. Uh, which then eventually, you know, way down the line, the car is recovered. Uh, the dude um finds homework in his car. They track that homework down to some kid who lives in whatever they find a a corvette parked outside of his house they think that the corvette is a kid's and walter just starts taking a after the most yeah the most like cursory little like kind of interview the kid didn't even say a word they didn't even get it he doesn't say you don't know what his voice sounds like he doesn't say a single thing And like Walter just like his his rage just builds from pissing himself off, like asking questions <laughs> and shit, basically. Because say what you want about the tenets of National Socialism, but at least at they least say it, words. You know yeah, what I mean? Like exactly. this kid might as well be a fucking nihilist. He's not singing, and he just has like that shitty little like coming from experience. Oh, I shitty, always yeah had that look with like yeah my this shitty little shit. teenager teenage boy face. You know what I mean? Like he can't fucking. Tuck, yeah, like, but also like a stupid look, like yeah, like God, just teenage boys are the goddamn worst, dude. And if I was Walter too, I'd be like, say, 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 fucking say something right say. now. Is this your homework? Is this your homework, or is it not your homework? God, that. And then so he takes a crowbar and just starts beating this fucking car to death with it. And this like this dude, this dude. So he's he's beating the car to death. He's screaming, you see what happens, Larry, when you fuck a stranger in the ass. <laughs> to a teenager. To a, t- to a 15-year-old. In the middle of the night. Or it's like, it's like late at night. 
Which is like, it's such a, oh my god, like, what a thing to yell in the middle of the night, in the middle of a street. Neighbors are turning on you their You see what happens when you fuck out. a stranger in the ass. Yeah. I can't wait to tell that to my kids, like, when they fuck up or something. And you they, see what happens, Joaquin when they Christ. Have, <laughs> you see what happens, Joaquin Christ, you see what happens when you fuck a stranger <laughs> in the ass. When they have to, like, do community <laughs> service or something because they egg someone's house or something, you know what I mean? Um, then this dude comes out of nowhere who is balding. He looks like, he looks like, um, Danny DeVito's penguin from Batman Forever or whatever. Do you know what I'm talking about? He looks like that, but like if you didn't have all his makeup on, he's a short fat dude with like long hair, but balding. You know that look where like you only have hair on the sides, but you're still trying to keep along. You're still, you're, you're still trying to keep your ponytail. Doesn't look like he should own a Corvette. Yeah. Right? Like, that guy doesn't look like he's making Corvette money. No. Because... Yeah. But, I mean, maybe if he saved... He comes out of his house and he's like, I just bought this fucking... His accent is hilarious, by the way. (laughs) I feel like... I just bought this fucking car last week. And then he's, like, saying, like... He's like, I'll kill your car. I'll kill your car. What what even is he? Like, he's some sort of Hispanic, right? Or, like, Italian or something? I don't know. Or were you getting, like, a different vibe? I like, Armenian. Yeah. He lives in Hollywood. It's pretty Maybe. Armenian. I was thinking Hispanic. I don't know. But he starts beating fucking... Not even Walter's car. The dude's car. Which is already <laughs> fucked yeah. up. It's been and in Donnie's four accidents at this after, point. After yeah. Walter told Donnie to sit, like stay in the car yeah. after he had already gotten out. <laughs> and... God, that's fucking hilarious. And uh, just that whole... Another microcosm of their plan going to shit. Because they're like, yeah, you know what? After this scene, after this performance that your landlord is doing, we're going to go, we're going to muscle down this kid, we're going to get our money back, or we're going to eat some fucking in and out, and it's going to work. What, what actually happens is they go, they talk to this kid, he doesn't say a word. Not a single Walter one. shits all over a brand new, week old Corvette that's not even the kid. Has their car broke? Like, how are all of these, so far they're two for two of Walter making a plan, the car getting shot. Yeah. Walter making a plan. True. The windshield getting busted in. Every time Walter tries to do something, something of the dudes gets like the, fucked. Yeah, the dude is fucking... He's writing checks that the dude has to cash, yeah. basically. Um, I think the last scene that I have... Oh, no, I have two more scenes. So, one of them is just the, the quote when the cop is like, I don't like your jerk-off name. I don't like your jerk-off face. I don't like your jerk-off behavior. And I don't like you, uh, jerk off. Do I make myself clear? And then, and then the he, he, like, there's a pause. Too. I just like the pause. And then he's kind and he's, of just you, like, you see his eyes. He's looking at the cop. He's like, I'm looking at you, and I already know what I'm going to say right now. Oh wait, were you talking to me? No, he's like, I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> this guy just called you a jerk off six different times. Is super serious about not liking you. <laughs> And he asks you, like, listen, I don't want you anywhere near here. You're a fucking scumbag piece of shit. Get out of my town. Do you? Do I make myself clear? And your response is, I'm sorry. Oh, you were talking to me this whole time? <laughs> like, like, what the fuck? That's, and coffee mug straight to the head. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, I forgot. There was something else in that scene. Just that, that entire really just yeah. exchange of. That whole, that is a, yeah, that's definitely one the, of my favorites. Because the dude doesn't give a fuck, but he's also sassy, you know what I mean? Like, he's I think not he's, gonna... isn't he also, like, kind of high at that point still, yeah. so he's, like, a little just fucked up? 
Yeah. Do you think he actually wasn't paying attention because he was still like having residuals? And That's what like, I thought at first. But, oh. he, he, but he is looking at him though. Yeah, he's I thought he was. Like, I thought he was being sexy. Like this, you're really gonna call me jerk off four like, times? No, I think I think I'm a lot of be, it's, I'm gonna start acting like a jerk off. I think some of it is just him being like fucked up. Still, <laughs> still like, like, oh shit! I'm sorry. Wait, were you talking to oh, me? Oh fuck! I didn't realize that I was still in here. <laughs> And then the last scene that I have that's one of my favorite scenes is Walter lifting Mr. Lebowski out of his wheelchair. <laughs> because they finally confront Mr. Lebowski that, like, the million dollars was never in the briefcase. Your uh-huh. fucking wife was never kidnapped. And Walter, in classic Walter fashion, riling himself up, goes from, like, you're such a fucking liar, gold brickin' asshole to, you know what? I bet you fucking can walk, too. You lied about the million dollars, so you're probably lying about not being able to walk, which is not a jump that you would like. Not at all. Like, that's not the logic a, a is rational. Not, it's not <laughs> yeah. there. And so he's like, you know what? I'm going to lift this fucking guy because I'm going to prove my point. We finally came out victorious. We finally found out the truth. And now I'm going to. Walter being Walter yeah, has to prove his point. It, with an emphatic just suplex off the top rope at SummerSlam 16 <laughs> onto the floor. And he's just crying there. The dog tries to lick him in the face. He like pushes him away. Like it's just such a degrading and sad scene. Very sad. I mean, I can't say that. Did he have it coming? Of course, he's an asshole. Right? He was gonna like pin all of this on the dude. He's yelling at everyone. He sucks. Just sucks in general. It's, all of this is his problem to begin with. And yeah. He does not want to take any blame. So he should have got. Also, he's lying about being rich and shit. Yeah, he should have got suplexed off the yeah. top of his yeah, chair. F- yeah, fuck this guy. You know what? Yeah. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, there, that's a uh, that's all I had. Do you have any other scenes you want to throw in there? Um, I did like Donnie's Ash. Uh, yeah, Don- I didn't want to include it because it made me sad, and I also wanted to talk about it in another segment. But okay. you, we can go ahead and not- just list it real quick. Uh, I was just gonna talk about. Well, spoiler alert! Obviously, Donnie dies in the movie, uh, and then he gets cremated, and they go to the I don't know where, but the ocean to scatter his ashes. And I just I just like it's it because it's like the Pacific Ocean. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. I don't like it anymore. Then I only liked it. <laughs> no, I'm just, uh, basically, Walter goes. I'm to just, Team Atlantic. Yeah, scatter his ashes, and uh, the wind just fucking blows it all into the dude's face. Not not a single like iota of yeah. the. None of it. Well, they're on cliffs and it's windy as <laughs> fuck. Like, did they think the ash was gonna drop? Of course though? he did. It's Walter. Well, like, none of his plans yeah, yeah, were. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, it blows all into the dude's face. A but good sixty percent of the remains of his best friend. Get I just blown really into his face. like it because, or like the scene because the dude he doesn't move at all, dude. He just gets <laughs> and he's like sunglasses on, just like arms crossed. Like he's just been fucked with so hard in this movie that this he's is just the last like, L of his L train. Like whatever, my best friend's ashes in my mouth. but you know what i you know what i actually did like about that scene that's like just not more than being funny is that he starts like yelling at walter oh no no no. yeah i was gonna go into that like it's it's like he finally calls him out for the whole vietnam shit like not what does anything have to do with Vietnam? but what like even more than that when we were watching it earlier today i was kind of like not getting teary-eyed but i was kind of getting like it's i like the emotion behind it because it's like the dude you can tell that he's yelling at Walter because, you know, Walter keeps fucking shit up. But also because he's sad. But also his friend just died, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's like, he's like, doesn't know any other way to let out that 
And the dis- the dude is never really aggressive like this. Put he pushes Walter and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Walter is never how he is. You know how he's just like, I'm sorry, dude. Like I'm sorry. Like, he never really apologizes. Yeah. He's the guy who says, I'm am I wrong all yeah. the time? And then they kind of just hug, and they're both just like, fuck, like mm-hmm. this sucks. We just lost our. For as much as Walter says, like shut the fuck up, Donnie, and as much as uh, the dude doesn't even pay attention to any <laughs> yeah. of Donnie's questions, like you could tell, like that that's their friend and I don't know I really like the way that that scene kind of closed out because yeah. it's like it like resolves each character yeah like it you know, gives you that human side or not human but yeah, the, yeah. the good side the the side that kind of you see that to these two guys who this whole movie they've kind of just been sailing by something actually means to them mm-hmm. means something to them which I yeah, that's a good scene I, I didn't write it down but I'm glad you yeah. brought it up um that's pretty much all the scenes, right? That we liked, all the notable scenes. Yeah. Um, I mean, there. The, uh, this movie's full of like yeah, I mean, good could... lines and shit here yeah. and there. Yeah. But as far as like scenes that were that, like stand out. So, the next segment we're going to talk about is the Jordan flu game, Doc Ellis performance of of the movie. So I have three candidates. You can go ahead and throw in whichever ones you think also belong in here, and then we'll discuss who wins who wins the Doc Ellis Award of the movie. So my three are the where's the fucking money shithead guy, just because the anger that he yells that line to the dude, okay. head in the toilet, drowning a man, where's the fucking money shithead, <laughs> like... Uh he's already sick Uh of the dude and the way he lives and the fact that he owes him money Uh no business being that angry (laughs) no business being this emotional in such a small role okay so that's number one that's the first nominee the second nominee is philip seymour hoffman okay no business no business being this character No. no business being as good as he is as this character just all the little nuances the fact that he gets, like, aggravated when the dude touches, like, you know, he tells, like, the dude touches a, po- a painting or a uh, picture, and he's like, don't touch that. The dude touches it one more time, and he's like, mm, like, yeah. I wish he didn't touch that. <laughs> oh, fuck. I like, yeah, just all of his little facial expressions are hilarious. The way he's, like, pointing everything out, he's like, oh, this is a key to the city where, they, you know, they give it, well, they don't give it out every year. Uh, oh, just yeah, to the yeah. Just to the people who are the most... Oh, that is a picture of, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just, like, just the little shit that he says, the look that he has on his face when Mr. Lebowski's crying and he's also crying and he's like, oh. And the they, little straight face. Yeah, and then like, he just, like, the stance that he, like, goes yeah, in. Yeah, he sits just, like, with, like, like, weird, his pump, like yeah, hands on his the, thighs and shit. The epitome, though, his, like, his highlight of highlights in this movie is the laugh that he does when, Bunny, oh, yeah. when Bunny's like, I'll suck your cock for $1,000. He's just like... <laughs> so strange. Yeah, just like, Ugh. oh god. This man is so tightly wound. Oh yeah, fuck yeah, dude. And it's and it's Philip Seymour Hoffman. You know, one of the uh, one of the greatest actors of our time, one of the greatest actors of our parents' time. Just has delivered classic roles, and he's just a butler in this movie. Like, hey, he, it fucking worked, dude. I mean, it, it, it absolutely did, yeah. but it was just. Talk about overqualified, you know what I mean? Yeah, this is, weird. A this weird is a man role. with a this is a man with a master's working as like a ca- cashier <laughs> at Walmart. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
no business being as good as he was in this movie. He like stole the scenes that he was in. And then my third um, nominee is Julianne Moore as Maude. Like she kills it as this character. She is this character. Yeah. Her accent, her little bob haircut, her just like the way she carries herself, the way she pronounces different words. Like her dad is from Southern California. She's from Southern. Where? Did, why does she talk like that? <laughs> For real, I never like, even. Why is I never really put that together? Like they're a SoCal family. And yeah, she's, and like, she's the like the parents of our town. Yeah, like um, uh, you know, just her friends. <laughs> Mr. Lupin. He's on. Okay, so he's one of mine. Yeah, like Doc Ellis guys. Just I don't. He's just so fucking weird, and he plays it like yeah. really good. And so, oh, sorry, keep going. No, go for it. Oh, I was just gonna to finish out. Uh, Maude, just like all, just all the little things, the way she talks, her just. Why does she have a giant ass canvas with like? Why does she have a fucking like a rail that she system rides? Fucking, her, yeah. Is that in, it, it's in her house, right? Or is that like a studio? Is that like? I fucking the one in the same. I don't know. And of course, Julianne Moore is world class actress. Yeah, just one of the best actresses that we have. So mm-hmm. she delivers this perfectly. You know, I actually have had a, the biggest crush on Julianne Moore for like a long ass time. Really? Yeah, like even when I was younger, I was always like, God, she's like, she was probably my, like the celebrity crush that I had. Damn. I've, yeah, but it was just like, she's a beautiful woman. I did not know. She's really talented. She's really smart. Mm-hmm. She just kills it as this character. So, where's the money shithead guy? Okay. Philip Seymour Hoffman as Brant. Julianne Moore is mod. All right, so one of mine is Brant. Because just because it's fucking hilarious, yeah. yeah. Um, number two, is Jesus. Yeah, fucking, that's true. Just that line, like uh, especially because he's in what two scenes? Jesus, yeah, dude, two scenes, and it's fucking funny. No, okay. one, and he, he no, loses two. imprint. Is it two? Yeah, he's in. He's yeah, in he's the, like, yeah, yeah. Okay. I remember him wearing a different fucking outfit. He's not wearing purple. Um, but, dude, he just, I don't know. He's just funny as fuck. The way he, like, delivers lines. The movements. That fucking, like, hip movement. The, little, the like, like, woo! The yeah. little, like, hump, hump the air and then throw your well, ass back, back out. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Just, uh, yeah, he's really fucking good. Um, and what's his name? It is... Uh, God damn it. His, oh, his real name? Yeah, it's John Turturro. Yeah. Um, so, fucking... I mean, an, another really good actor. Job. Yeah, yeah. He's no, another... yeah, he's in a lot of shit. Um, Mr. Deeds Butler. I'm just kidding. Yeah. That's the only thing I remembered earlier. <laughs> he's in, uh, he's in, he's in <laughs> the first Transformers. Or he's in multiple he Transformers. Is, yeah, he is. Um, he's one of those actors where you don't know his name. You don't really, like... Yeah. He's never, like, a lead, but uh, he's, like, a solid bench player. He's funny. Yeah, he's like yeah. a sol- he's a solid supporting cast. <clears throat> but yeah, so him and then um uh I mean those five. Yeah, those, five are, those pretty are good. I I was going to say I guess that's it. I was going to say perf- like Lupin, but he's like not in I mean, he's in like much. I don't know if he qualifies, yeah, you know, no. like he's he's just laughing in yeah, one scene. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a good scene, I was but... thinking about it. Yeah, I don't know. I just yeah. Yeah, so I mean, okay, so you have Jesus, 
Philip Seymour Hoffman. Another reason I like Jesus, sorry, is because like he's literally like not important to the story at all. No. He has no But he still delivers a class performance. Yeah, he's not important at all, but he still stands out to me. Like one of the lines I've been saying since I like saw the movie is like nobody fucks with the Jesus. Yeah. So Yeah. So you have the Jesus. The Jesus. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Julianne Moore, Where's the Fucking Money Shithead, and that's it, right? Yeah. So, I already have who I think should win the award for this movie. And I think we should probably clarify, like, unless, unless the, like, main actor, like, really delivers something, like, crazy. Like, I, I feel like this this award should be for, like, supporting actors. Yeah, who, yeah, 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 Just someone who shouldn't have stolen the movie who maybe had, like... Or didn't even steal the movie, but they just, like, they performed so... They overperformed for yeah, that yeah, part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I'd have to give it to Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, of just course. Just that character is just I wild. Think, yeah, we both, like, watching the movie, we were both... That was, like, a talking point. Yeah, he was definitely left an time. imprint. Yeah, so I agree, dude. I, yeah, like his little looks, just the looks on his face of like, so, like oh fucking what's happening yeah. right now, or like yeah, just the rage that's in him for some reason. Mm-hmm. Just like why? How did he meet Mr. Lebowski? What is his life outside of work? Yeah, like, that's okay. So that that'll come later. Yeah, yeah. In the spinoff. Section. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get into uh, that, but yeah. also, um, yeah, just to. Just an awesome performance from a t- obviously a talented actor, and this is this is before like he really blows up, right? As an actor, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Nine, no, no. Is he was he already an established actor? You know what? Actually, I have his. Uh, I thought he was. I have his IMDb pulled up, so I'll go ahead and read you a couple of of movies that he had been in before this. So you start off with. And I have never seen any of these, so I'm going to go ahead and refer to you, or we'll just, neither of us will know what the hell he's talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he starts his career off in Law and Order, whatever. Never heard of it. Me neither. Um, the next notable line, uh, movie that I know, at least, is Scent of a Woman. Okay. I've never seen it, but I heard that it's a good heard movie. Heard of it? Yeah. Uh, God, we sound like such goddamn millennials right now. Um, then he's in... Money for Nothing, The Getaway, The Yearling, When a Man Loves a Woman. Seen it. Nobody's Fool, The 15-Minute Hamlet, Hard Eight, Twister. Never saw it. Heard it was a good movie. Twister? Yeah. It is. Yeah? Is he good in that movie? Yeah. Okay, or, so. I mean, from what I remember, yeah. Boogie Nights. Okay, seen it. Culture, Liberty, Montana, Next Stop Wonderland, then it hits the Big Lebowski. But he still has, like... You know, he still has Magnolia, The Talented Mr. Ripley. He still has Almost Famous. Almost Famous is, you know, he's really good in that movie. He, he still has, like, all of these big roles. Capote, Mission Impossible 3. All of those are still ahead of him, you know what I mean? Because he is, he is pretty young in this movie. But he's yeah. already an actor, you know what I mean? People already know who he is. He's already been in... It's crazy to fucking think how long ago 98 was, dude. I was, like, thinking about it right now. Yeah, what is that? 20 years ago? Yeah. Right? Math? Yeah. 21 this year? Well, yeah, it will be. Yeah. But that's fucking crazy. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, he's... I don't I don't know. 
Already, I, though, I you know, know that he's going to be a good... Like, he's going to be a leading man. Yeah. He, he could carry a movie by himself. And he's just butler in a handful of scenes. <laughs> bringing this character to life. I wish I read the screenplay for this episode because I'm really interested in how, like... How they made his character seem and how he might have interpreted mm-hmm. it differently, yeah. so... Um, I like... One thing I like about him is that he calls the dude the dude, or just yeah, dude, always throughout the whole thing. Like he he yeah he he like follows people's rules. Yeah, he has like, that just, that character yeah. nuance for sure that he like. He's like a follower. Like, yeah, for to sure. The T, you know? A good second man, but oh, it's so funny. If the dude had money, he would you know do anything the dude told him to do. Yeah. Basically, I wonder if he secretly hates like Mr. Lebowski. Probably. Yeah, I, I mean, I wonder who doesn't. Yeah. So, um, there you go. Because he gets treated like shit. <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman as Brant, the winner the winner of the the Doc Ellis Punching Above Your Weight Award. <laughs> so, our next segment, before we get into uh, other shit, is what would we do differently? So, when I was watching this movie, I kind of didn't really find too much that I would do differently, but there is one thing that I have. Okay. It is, I would not have killed Donnie. Yeah. I just thought it was like, I mean, I thought Donnie's one of my favorite characters. I love him. He's just a good guy. I would love to have him as my friend. He like, just this lovable (laughs) little like dweeb. Yeah. He's like a little like, yeah, he's like a dog kind of like your homie. Mm Mm-hmm. Just like he dies and it's sad, you know what I mean. He had nothing to do with it. He was gonna give up eighteen dollars. Yeah, he was. He was so. He was the first one to like yeah, try to help out. Just, so, it's just the fact that they had to kill him. I was like, oh man, like Donnie didn't deserve that. He didn't deserve any That's of this. true. That's true. Uh, I mean, I guess it's a good, it's a good like little wrinkle to throw in there, yeah. like to, to have a movie where you're like, oh man, you gotta kill him. Like that yeah. sucks, but because if you think about it, like. The dude kind of gives you the impression that he doesn't give a fuck about a lot of shit, including his car blowing up or yeah, being on fire yeah. or, like, his apartment getting fucked. Like, he's, he, he he cares, but he's not, like, he doesn't really care. He's just like, oh, man. His entire apartment got ransacked and he's having sex with some woman, like, five minutes later. And he's, yeah, he's just going to make a white Russian, smoke a joint with some tweezers in a bathtub and fucking chill, no matter what his house looks like, you know? And I think that, um, like, like I, I don't know, Donnie's death is, like, a point of, like, oh, shit, maybe he does care about something. Like, it just gives you a little more character yeah. Yeah. development for the dude. I guess it, it, it could stay in the story. I'll allow it. Well, <laughs> I mean, I would do it differently because I like Donnie. And I don't want him dead, dude. I'm sad that, Steve like, Buscemi. he died. Yeah, yeah I'm sad that he died. You can't just kill off a nice Steve Buscemi. So this segment, notable excerpts, excerpts from the screenplay, like I said, I didn't get a chance to read the screenplay because yeah. I fucking am terrible at, <laughs> at my own job. Um, but let me read you a couple quotes that I did find from the Coen brothers when they were filming this movie, okay? Mm-hmm. So the first one goes like this. With this one, we sort of figured, you know, if things become a little too complicated or unclear, it really doesn't matter. I mean, the plot is kind of not the... And again, this is similar to Chandler. The plot is sort of secondary to the other things that are sort of going on in the piece. I think that if people get a little confused, it's not necessarily going to get in the way of them enjoying the movie. 
so it doesn't really matter. Joel Cohen said that, one okay. of the writers. Uh-huh. So literally he's saying, you know, this story is kind of convoluted. Nothing really gets achieved. Nothing of importance really happens. It doesn't really like contribute anything uh-huh. substantial. Uh-huh. So if the plot of the story doesn't really make sense, if you're like, wait, how do the Germans even know that Bunny was missing? You know, like all, whatever, just little nitpicks or whatever. The writers are like, you know, that doesn't really matter because that's not really the point. Of the, the point of the movie is not really the story. The point of the movie is just like, here's this thing that happened <laughs> and like enjoy this movie that yeah. we just made. So when you have the writer and the director saying that, it's kind of hard to be like, you know, you know what I would change about the movie? I would do this differently because like they they wouldn't even honestly put that much thought into it. So you yeah. can't be like, this is what I would do differently. Yeah. Like I saw something that was like, um, that was like some people have, one of the brothers said like some people have told me, um, you know, I would at least have this movie ending with the dude getting his rug back or like, you know, I would, I would have them winning the, the finals in the bowling league to like, you know, pull one out for Donnie or something. And he was like, you know, we did think about that, but we ultimately just didn't do it just because that's not the point of the movie. The point of the movie is just whatever the movie was. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, other than Donnie dying, uh, I don't really have anything that I'd be like, oh man, like I would do something different. Yeah. That's just my own selfish, like, I don't want Donnie to die. He, was a, he didn't do anything <laughs> wrong to anybody. That's true. That's like, that's just like my non-confrontational, like not wanting anything sad yeah. <laughs> to happen. Trying to avoid movie. all the heavy shit. Yeah. yeah. So there's another quote that I wanted to read um, that basically this guy is talking it's not one of the brothers it's some guy that they like talked to and worked with uh and in the quote it's kind of a long one but he says back in 89 joel and ethan cohen were in town shooting bart and fink and i had them over for dinner the neighbors had moved out and left behind a rug which i appropriated for my living room joking about how it tied the room together all night long joel and ethan thought it was quite funny i kept talking about my friend big lou abernathy who was also a vietnam vet from denton texas he's a former private eye mercenary and screenwriter a big friend of jim cameron gail uh, and gail and heard and when driving with them he's the basis of the character in abyss so i'm telling the story about my car getting stolen and finding a kid's homework in the car then tracking the kid and calling his folks lou and i went over there Lou had a briefcase, and inside it were baggies full with stuff from the car. One baggie was had a Whopper wrapper, and another one had the kids' homework. So, this guy's named he's a he's a, a war vet himself named Pete Xline, and he met with uh, John and Ethan Cohen, like the writers of the movie. And I thought it was interesting that he was like, this is the guy who, who told him a story about like a, a rug tying the room together, mm-hmm. and then also another story about. How he and his homie, that was also a Vietnam War vet, found homework in the car of it. Like that scene where his car gets stolen and they find yeah. homework in it, that actually happened to this guy. Uh-huh. And I thought it was interesting that like the Cohen brothers have dinner with him. He tells them these two stories and they're like, you know what? We could probably fit that into a movie. Both of those things. Both of those things are pretty major plot points in the movie. Yeah. 
kind of the basis of the movie is the rug thing. So I thought that was an interesting quote about how, like, just, like, the genesis of stories sometimes uh-huh. just come from stupid ass. <laughs> yeah, dude, I feel like I, I've heard a lot about movies or, like, episodes of TV shows or whatever just starting based off of, like, little things that happens in, like, a friend's, like, like, you just heard a story of somebody from lunch yeah. and like, what the fuck, and then movies come out of it. And The Big Lebowski came out of that. Yeah. So, that's just, yeah. It's, it's wild, dude. Mm-hmm. Also, the last quote that I have is, um, one of the brothers says this. This is a film about a man in a case of, staken, of mistaken identity and his favorite rug micturated upon by one of his attackers. He doesn't learn anything new about himself. He's the same person in the end that he was in the beginning. Internally, he just wants to take it easy. That's what he's doing when he first see him at Ralph's, writing a 69-cent check for half, for half and half. And that's what he's doing as the film closes. Taking it easy for all the sinners. Structurally, the film is driven by three strong external goals. So I'm not going to like list off the goals, mm-hmm. but I really like that idea of this story just happening because it happens because anyone will tell you like when you're writing a screenplay like hey the main character has to go through a transformation the whole point of the movie has to be this guy being this way or this girl being this way something happening to them them learning to adapt and overcome it and then at the other side of the movie them being a better person for the journey that they just went on this movie the dude that doesn't happen (laughs) He's the same fucking guy, you know what I mean? At, at the beginning when he's, like, in his bathrobe, and then at the end when he's, like, hey, man. Fuck it. Shit happens. My, my friend died, but whatever. You know, that happens. Yep. Walter doesn't change. Not at all. Not even... No. I mean, Donnie dies, but whatever. Um, Mr. Lebowski doesn't change. Philip mm-hmm. Seymour Hoffman doesn't change. Maude doesn't change. No one changes in this movie. No one goes through, like, a development, a growth, an evolution, or anything like that. No, everybody... That, that's what... This movie's, like, so fucking weird in that way. Like, there's really no development. Yeah, there's yeah, that, no, like, But it's resolution. still a good movie. Yeah. Like, I still love this movie. Yeah, weird. It's not like uh, Iron Man 3 where, where, you know, Tony Stark has to learn to overcome his post, like, his PTSD. Mm. I, don't, I don't remember what PTSD stands for. Um, It's not like, <laughs> I don't know, it's not... But it's still a good movie, you know? Yeah. Which is wild. It's wild to think about that. So I didn't read the screenplay, but those are a couple of like little quotes that I thought were interesting about the actual story of the movie. You have these characters that are wild and crazy and weird. A story that doesn't go anywhere. A story where the characters don't even become better people at the end of it, and it's still a good movie yeah. at the end of it. It's still like a hilarious story that you want he just to show spent, other people. He spent this long watching a movie that really didn't like you didn't get any answers about anything yeah you know what this movie reminded me of did you ever see um inherent vice no with joaquin phoenix with joaquin christ phoenix no, no, um no th- that movie is like he's a private eye it takes place in the 70s he like smokes weed he's a stoner and uh someone goes missing and like he goes on this whole entire just really weird journey of like trying to figure out who did what where who who, like how come she's disappearing how did that guy end up dead kind of thing Mm -hmm. and then at the end of the movie i was like i read the book it was based off of a book and i read the movie i mean and i saw the movie and both times i was like what like 
what just happened? There was no point to the story. No one, like, there was, and this is a movie's kind of like that, but that movie wasn't that good. Yeah. The book wasn't really that good. Uh, or I didn't like it, at least. But this movie was good, and it had all the same elements. So it's just like, probably, it's, you know what, it's probably carried by the actors. Yeah, oh, definitely. I think a big part of it is the actors. I can't see anybody else playing, like, yeah, right? like Walter no. or the dude. So maybe that's what it is for this movie, is that, like, Nothing happens, but it's okay because it's all of the these acting, amazing... Yeah, yeah, like... The acting is just insane in it. If your worst actor in this movie is, like, John... Whatever the hell you just said his name is, then you're probably in pretty good shape. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, Alright, so now it's time for fun facts, where we talk about fun facts about any <laughs> aspect of the movie, whether it filming. be filming, story, actors, uh, you know, crew... I'm not gonna Different financial yeah, issues that ran- might have occurred in the back. Random facts. All right, so I thought this was pretty cool. Um, just from a writing standpoint, like how I don't know f- any of any of this, by the way. I didn't like look up anything, uh-huh. so I'm gonna be learning with the audience. Like how I, I just think this kind of shows how thorough the Cohen brothers are with their writing. Um, every dude and man and everything was scripted. Like, they didn't go off script really? at all. None of it was Jeff Bridges, like, improv. Just being in character? Yeah, yeah, Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, so, like, it, it, the only thing that was scripted was when he... Um, unscripted? Unscripted, sorry. The only thing that was improv um, was when he called the Mr. Lebowski, uh, he calls him a human paraquat, I oh. think, to Walter. And yeah. that was the only thing that was actually <clears throat> improv Everything else was... Was scripted. Script. Dang, so that's impressive. Thorough, thorough ass script. That means. Also, they understood the character like pretty well. Yeah, I was gonna say that means they probably. I wonder how much of it was them knowing the character that they wanted, and how how much of it was Jeff Bridges like being like. Well, that's what he. That's what it says. Jeff Bridges, or no, John Goodman said that. Um, like none of it. Like, this was all given to Jeff Bridges. Damn, that's impressive. Yeah. That's like the dream as a screenwriter. I mean, I, I feel know, like, yeah. To know I, your character that much? Uh-huh. I feel like Jeff Bridges gives it... He put his own little, like, stank on yeah, it, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, speaking of his... Jeff... Like, his acting, um, he would always, like, ask the Coen brothers when they were about to start shooting a scene whether or not he had just smoked a joint, and if they said yes, he would, like, make his eyes red before the scene. Oh, I, re- I read about that in so, high school, like, rubbing his eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's pretty... That's attention to detail. Yeah, another one, um, the Coen brothers are actually not very fond of this movie. Not fond of this movie, they're not not fond of it, but they're not, they don't get, like, everybody's fucking lasting fascination. Like, why, how come it's become a cult classic? Yeah, why, yeah, so, um, This is my favorite of the Coen movie, brother movies. Really? I would, I mean, here, let me go ahead and look them up real quick. Yeah, I mean, I feel like more nostalgia than anything for me, but also, because I, I definitely haven't seen, like, all of them or anything. I mean, me neither, but out of the ones that I've seen. So, I mean, Fargo. Actually, oh, Fargo was a pretty good movie. I just watched that. Yeah? Yeah. That was a good movie. Also another Steve Buscemi movie, right? Yeah. Uh, But I still like this movie more than Fargo. Oh, yeah, definitely. Fargo was another movie, though, where it was like... Uh, okay. Yeah, like, what the cool. fuck um, just happened? Yeah. No Country for Old Men was a good movie, that's but that's a fucking great That's movie. a super good movie, but that's also another movie where it's you're also like. different. Yeah. Too. Like, they, totally different. Damn, they really have. Tone. Like, yeah, they really cover a lot of different. 
like realms. Here. Did you ever see Burn After Reading? Yeah. Great movie. Yeah. That was a great movie, but that's also another movie where you're like, I feel like all what? their movies are just like, why? Ah, what the fuck is going on right now? It's like I remember when I first wanted to get into writing, like seriously, when I was like, you know what, I might want to make this a career. Mm-hmm. I was looking at a lot of their movies, and I was like, I realized like these are just like extraordinary, unbelievable things happening to <laughs> the most ordinary yeah. of people. Yeah, and I was like, that's what I want my stories to be about, just yeah. like these crazy goings-ons that just it could have happened to you it could happen to me it could happen yeah. to like anyone and they have a really good way of like just like still being as wild and fantastical as possible staying true to that but being in reality character. still you know yeah. what i mean yeah um but burn after reading like george clooney's just making a, a dildo rocking chair like what is, is that movie that's another that's another great movie uh, true grit was great but that was a remake and uh bridge of spies I mean, they have a good they have a good filmography, but I think I would still have to say that this is my favorite movie of theirs. But they didn't direct it, I don't think. This movie, I think they just wrote it. The Big yeah. Lebowski. Uh huh. Still, I'm gonna give it credit to them. Um. So we talked about it earlier a little bit, like where the fuck he gets his money from. Who the dude? Yeah. Okay. Like why he? Okay. There's an answer for that. Yeah. So in an early draft of the script. The dude's source of income was revealed. He was an heir to the inventor of the Rubik's Cube, which would have also made him Hungarian. It was Joel Cohen's idea to drop this and never say anything about it. That's a good, uh, that's a good, like, omission, I feel like. Because mm-hmm. it's also, like, like, the whole he never got his rug back. Yeah. He never, anything like that. There's just, no... I like that they were kind of took that approach, like, yeah. who cares? Yeah. Um... A lot of the dude's clothes in the movie are Jeff Bridges' actual clothes that he wears. I can see that. His, the jelly sandals are his. <laughs> I could see that. Yeah. Um, you know, they don't make those in our size. When I saw that movie, I was like, I need to get some for me. And they just don't, they don't make them in size 12s or 13s. <laughs> it's a fucking travesty. That is, dude. There's a shit ton, this movie, this is like a cult classic movie, so there's gonna be a shit ton of random, like, fun facts surrounding it. Um, I, like, the dude abides is a biblical reference. Really? Yeah, so, there's just little things, yeah, there's little things, um, they're just kinda like, what what the fuck, another just kind of way that the Coen brothers, or another thing that shows the Coen brothers, like attention to detail and like yeah. their weird quirky way of like making movies and they just know a lot shit. of shit about weird stuff like yeah fucking but yeah so i hope that one day we make a movie or something and a character says like what's up bro why why 50 50 ladder stall no scope and like people don't really know what that <laughs> means but there's like you know fans of the movie that are like you know what that's like a yeah call of duty meme and some <laughs> kids that have a podcast that are talking about it are like wow they're just so <laughs> Just so well versed in like random back. shit. Yeah. Um. One another. I'll close it out with this because we've already talked about it. But Fargo. Um. Basically, the reason that that this is the reason that uh, the Coen brothers give for Walter telling Donnie to shut the fuck up the whole movie was because his character in Fargo was such a fucking like loud mouth. Like he never oh, okay, shut the fuck yeah. Up. But yeah, so that's kind of. 
a little Just Easter a quick egg. Little fast fire fun facts. A little Easter egg fast fire fun facts. I thought I was going to have trouble Alliteration. saying that. But I'm surprised I didn't. Fucking didn't. And now uh, on to my favorite segment of the show, uh, Bottom 100, Top 100, uh, where we talk about our bottom 100 characters of all time and our top 100 characters of all time. So as always, we're going to start with Bottom 100, but we were actually talking about this there's not anyone that we really, like, just absolutely detest in this movie. There's no, like, complete just fucking assholes. Well, I mean, our number one pick for bottom 100. If you had to pick someone for this movie, I mean, yeah, there's two yeah, nominees. Yeah, yeah. There's Mr. Lebowski. Well, Mr. Lebowski, we picked him. He's just fucking... He's the bad guy. I mean, you had to pick him. Yeah, he's like the... He, he's the guy that's too shitty to admit that he's gotten himself and everyone else into these issues by... Yeah. He's also just like, shitty. I feel like, from my millennial perspective, just all those old people that are like, you all, oh, you're snowflake generation, you guys oh, yeah, never, yeah, yeah. like, he would be that same guy that's bitching about how, like, we can't find a job even though the yeah. baby boomers fuck the economy all to hell, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and also he's not good at managing his own money. He's, he's, he's not even he's a millionaire. He's not rich, yeah. He's rich off his foundations, off his daughter's money. He's basically. embezzling money. He's a he's a, he's a shit piece yeah. of shit. All right, so he's bottom. 100. You know what? I convinced myself into hating him even more. I'm not putting him above. He's Ike. not. Yeah, he's not as bad as Ike. Okay, so for everyone listening, after our last episode, our bottom 100 currently stands at Ike Clanton from Tombstone as number one, and anti Chinese. Bowler hat guy as number two. So also from Tombstone. Also from Tombstone. So where are you gonna put Mr. Lebowski from the Big Lebowski? I put him number two in between the two Tombstone. Yeah, I think assholes. I would too. Because he also doesn't like Chinese people. He says he drops Chinaman. Yeah, drops Chinaman. Well, didn't he say some shit about being in the Korean War? Yeah. Yeah. So. All right, so I'm gonna go ahead and update our list. And who was the second? Uh, nominee. Oh, fucking Larry, dude. That fucking kid. Like, he he's the kid that steals the dude's car and they find his homework in it and shit, but they go to fucking talk to him. All he had to do was open up his fucking mouth, answer Walter, and maybe Walter wouldn't have fucking gone out and beat up some dude's car. Yeah, some random guy's like, fucking car. Why wasn't he just like, what are you guys doing in my house? Like, I don't know what's happening right now. Yeah, like, leave me in my dad who's in this machine behind <laughs> yeah, me like, alone like that that whole scene's weird first of all but yeah dude larry just so we were talking about how we might not like how we would nominate him but he might not even make it on the list but um literally after just talking about how people of the generation before us talk shit about us all the time i don't like teenagers this kid just is such a teenager. He doesn't talk at all. He doesn't he just has like that dumb like. Dumb. Yeah, just like I, I mean, I was the re, the reason but I like, hate teenage boys defiant. is because I was a teenage boy. Yeah. Um, and he just has that stupid like just puberty pimple like just dumb face that I want to just like I don't know do something get out of my like I don't know I don't even know how to explain it just but <laughs> I just look at his face and I'm like God you're just so infuriating you know what I mean Yeah, all he had to do was open his fucking mouth but i don't hate him as much as racist people so i'm gonna put him as number four on the list yeah yeah he's not he's definitely he's up there he's in here for like comic relief you know also if you're if you're (laughs) in the generations before us listening to this or if you're a teenager now no offense just 
teenagers are the Be worst. Better. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> I feel like as a millennials, we can't talk shit either, though. Like, uh, I'm going to go play Fortnite, dude, and dab. Or is that the generation after us? Yeah, we're not that. So what are we? Just, like, Soldier Boy generation? I don't even I feel like, yes, yeah, Soldier Boy and, like, Existential Dread. Yeah? Yeah, we're really good at that. Like, yeah. our, our age group is really good at, like, like low-grade depression. Yeah. Across the board, usually. Just <laughs> unnecessary. <laughs> unnecessary amounts of just pressure yep yep yep. because we're finally becoming adults and we're inheriting this mess of a world mm-hmm. this just everything. now we're in my element i know exactly what we're talking about <laughs> talking my language um <laughs> depression <laughs> just this un- overwhelming sense of like i need to already have a six-figure income at what the am age i of... doing with my, yeah <laughs> that's what this podcast is about us as that's really what this podcast is about. Us as 24-year-olds about to be 25, to struggling figure to the figure out. out. What the fuck, dude? But using movies to to try and make sense of shit. Because how great would it be to, like... You can't be the dude nowadays. No, and that's why I think everybody loves him right off the bat. Is because, like, you wish you could be him. But could you have been him in the 90s? Yeah, right? I don't know. I mean, if you had, like, a... Like a is it more acceptable to be a deadbeat back then, or was it? I mean, I, I'm just talking about it money-wise. Just like oh. it was cheaper to be able to oh, live like that. Oh, fuck yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I would yeah. Pro- I, I don't know how long I could last just not having a job nowadays. Like, No, well, obviously he's a Rubik's Cube fucking... He's the heir to... Yeah, the Rubik's Cube John kingdom. John Rubik or whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> was that really? Oh, no, I don't know. Oh. Probably like <laughs> Vladimir. Vladimir Rubik? Alexei. What if his name was Rubik's in Rubik? Fuck, Rubik dude, what Rubikson. if Rubik was his first name? Yeah. So Larry from The Big Lebowski is going to be number four on our list. Okay. Alright. Let's move on to top 100. Clear, clear nominees are The Dude and Walter. Okay. Do you have any other ones? Um... No, I, obviously those two. I, w- I don't know. I kind of wanted to throw Philip Seymour Hoffman in, but no. Nah. What about Jesus? No. Well, no? oh yeah, we were just talking about putting him top 100. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, you would. Okay, yeah. so give me the case for the dude. I forgot we didn't put him in bottom. Uh, The dude, he's just the fucking nice guy that everybody wants to like, like, you know, I wish I was the dude. Exactly. Like, I want to be able... I want to just be wearing that and then go like, you know what, I need some fucking half and half for my white Russian on a... What what day was it? Yeah, he doesn't even know. Yeah, he doesn't even know. Exactly, that. Like, he doesn't (laughs) even fucking know what day it is. Like, just to not have any responsibility and shit. And then he's just... He's the fucking dude. He's iconic, you know? Yeah, he is. Prolific. he's, He's the dude, man. So would you put him up? So right now, as it stands, our top one hundred is number one Doc Holliday from Tombstone, and number two Wyatt Earp from Tombstone. Would you put him below those two characters? No, I'm putting him in between. I would put him number two yeah. as well. Yeah, right underneath Doc Holliday, right? Yep. Yep. It's gonna take a lot to dethrone Doc Holliday. Yeah. But, but, the dude is above Wyatt Earp in my opinion. I mean, I think easily, honestly. Yeah. 
I didn't really have to think about that one. If Wyatt Earp wasn't such like a like a moody bitch, you know, <laughs> such a straight man. <laughs> okay, so what about make the case for Walter being on the top one hundred? Uh, well, the story wouldn't be where it is if it weren't for Walter. That's true. <laughs> no, uh, I don't know. Walter, like, he's the best friend, you know? He's, like, the guy that you, like, he fucks everything up, but it's Walter, so he has to be around. Yeah. You know? And it's just, like, who else can get a toe? And it's a John Goodman character, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, who else can get a toe by 3 p.m.? Sometimes yeah, you need that with shit nail done. polish. Exactly. Who... Who pulls a who? Who can you rely on to pull his fucking pistol out? When S- Smokey's ass fucking when Smokey's out here acting up, going over, over the, the line, line, he's probably gonna get Smokey's toe, and it solves both issues. That's true. You get your toe by three p.m. and he won't go over the Two line. Two birds with one stone. Yeah, scone, whatever. Uh, I think for me, Walter is just like such such a specific character. Yeah. Such a, like, just, what are you even doing with your life? Who even are you? What are, Like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. But, all right, so let me ask you this. If there was not not a straight-up just, like, draw-shoot-each-other match between the two of these, because obviously the Doc would win, Um, if they had time to prepare, do you think that... Um. Walter could beat Doc Holliday in like a battle royale no. type of situation. No, not in not in any case. Did you see the fucking spectacular? <laughs> but I feel like he was flying off the seat of his pants. You know, kind of just making plans up on the fly. No, he, I mean he survived Vietnam. So did. Never mind. I was kidding. <laughs> so did. So did Doc Holliday. Um. No, I don't think... Not in any Doc scenario. Holliday. No, Doc Holliday's fucking smart as shit. Like, he has, like, that cunning, you know? Walter's not the smartest on the fly. No, man. Definitely not. No, I don't think... But that's why I'm saying if they had time to prepare. Well, I know, but not everything's... No. No. Sorry, I'm just not even gonna give it to I don't think all. so either. Like, not in I any scenario. I want to. I want to believe. I'd be rooting for him, maybe. Not even if he, like, had his Uzi, an Uzi against a six-shooter. Is it in a bag still? Yes. Hey, fuck it, it might. Honestly, <laughs> it might. He might fuck around and fuck up so bad. Like, pull, <laughs> pull a Scooby-Doo and Shaggy kind of thing, where, like... Where it works out. What Do you think he could be Wyatt Earp? Again, like, I just really want to say yes, but I don't think so. I think he could. I think I can make the case where he... Just because Wyatt is smart and he's like a force, but I, he's not, he's not Doc Holliday, I don't think. He was like the sheriff of a town for a long time. That's true. Like he's smarter than the movie makes I just really want to root for, I really want to root for. So do I, really bad. Walter. Walter, there we go. Sobchek. Yeah. Okay, so on your list of top 100, are you putting him above the dude, above Wyatt Earp, above Doc Holliday? Put him above Wyatt. Me too. Yeah. So three? Yeah. Okay. So it's it's a fucking little tombstone big Lebowski sandwich. Sandwich, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and our last nominee is Jesus. Who I kinda just want to put in here just because of how weird of a character he is. Yeah. 
But do you think he's top 100 material? That's what I was just Or just like an honorable mention? Okay, that'd be a good list to have, like, honorable mention list. Yeah, here, I'll start it right now. Let me hack into the mainframe. Because I was thinking earlier when we were talking about, like, where to put him in the first place. Yeah, those characters that we don't know if they're top 100 or bottom 100. They're not really top because they're not a protagonist, but they're not bottom 100 because they didn't do anything fucking that bad, you know? Okay, so number one on our honorable mentions will be Jesus. Nobody fucks with the Jesus. Jesus. You they said it, man. <laughs> hey, you said it, man. <laughs> Alright, man. So we got so we got four characters on top one hundred and four you know, on bottom one hundred. This is shaping up. A couple more episodes and we'll have a full fledged hundred hundred list. Nice. So in a battle royale situation you're saying Doc Holiday would be all four of these all three of these guys. I'm yeah. willing to say yes and all at the same time. Yeah. 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 Like just a quick boom boom boom, you're all three dead. Oh yeah, like that. I thought you meant like one V three. Yeah, I mean even that. Um, yeah, no, Doc Holiday is the definitely the winner there. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like Wyatt would give him I could maybe give him a run for his money, just scream at him and sh- slap. <laughs> slap him. Yeah. <laughs> but you never know. <laughs> That's funny. Alright, so, on to favorite death scenes. There was just one. It was Donnie. Yeah. And it wasn't a good death scene, but it was a good after-death scene, which I think qualifies. Yeah, true. I would say All qualifies right, the, the ashes. Yeah. Um, excellent scene. I mean, we yeah, already we talked already, about it. we already it, talked but... about it. Yeah, just the uh, Walter's little... Uh, speech he drifts off like Walter does into Vietnam relates it to his buddies dying face down in the mud muck whatever uh, and then proceeds to just blow all the fucking ashes if ever I die and I'm gonna say if because I plan on living forever yeah I someone has to be with you somewhere and throw my ashes in your face you want you want yeah, your ashes in it, my face that's in my will okay, okay. alright okay yeah I'll take it for it. Take one for the team. Um, but yeah, just... And then the dude's, like, just complete lack of reaction or emotion. And then, like you said, like, their little hug afterwards, it kind of made it, like, a tender moment. And you can kind of tell that... In, like, such a subtle way, you know yeah, what I mean? Just yeah. like a, But also what I liked about it is, like, does he not have family? Does he not have, like, other people to take care of the situation? Yeah, instead of I his know. like bowling league, and he, yeah, Donnie's two bowling friends are yeah. throwing his. Does ashes. Walter have family? Does the dude have family? They're, like they're also all kind of old enough to where it, it's like, like they could get away with just not. Yeah, you, that's you know, true. Having connections at all, like if you saw like a twenty-something-year-old guy, yeah, like, you like doesn't even have a family. But but I also like that scene even more because if he if the answer is no that he didn't have any kind of family outside of these other two guys it made that like that little hug and that rage a little even more, more special. Yeah. 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 Your your family just got cut in half if you're any one of those three guys you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is I don't know that's tough but it was a good it was a good send off for a character that was otherwise kind of irrelevant to the story. So, yeah. Like I feel like every part of this movie has its own, like, 
like it's irrelevant in its own right yeah you know but that, that scene had a lot of weight for a character who just says i'm the walrus three times yeah and just gets cussed <laughs> at for the whole rest of the movie you know what i mean like you still felt something yeah yep. you were still able to pull something out of that scene mm-hmm. and again i think that you know it's because it shows you like that side of walter and that yeah. side of the dude that's not like their normal selves i was about to say what dude that they're carrying <laughs> They're caring in, like, their own way, how they show that they care, you know? So I'm going to say that qualifies for favorite death scene. Yeah. Okay, so before we get into our last segment, uh, we have to quickly do where do we think that we would belong in this story. And I think that we both pretty much agree and understand that we would also be a team in their bowling league. Yeah. So I was thinking about this two different ways. Either we're just another team. I, the way I was picturing it was we're another team in the league, but we're not good. I could see us just being like, you know, we're perennial, perennially the just bottom of the league. We're just there to have a good time. We just also live there at the league. We kind of like our stands of, of, <laughs> of the dude and Walter and Donnie. Like we're just like, oh man, imagine like being able to be that good one day and just like just being there not good. Mm-hmm. Or I am good. Because I'm kind of good in real life, not the best, but I would be a reserve of theirs. Okay. And in my own head, I'm on the championship team after Donnie dies. They pull me up okay. from, from the minors, you know what I mean? All right, all right. And I'm not good, but I'm able to stay afloat, you know what I mean? I'm not Donnie status, yeah, yeah, but yeah. but I'd probably be able to you know keep it keep it up there for them, for Walter to like mm-hmm. deliver that last you know, perfect strike to finish out his game and... You know, that's just the end of the movie. Or that's the end of our story. The end of the movie? I'm the guy. You end up. Yeah. I'm the guy that Walter listened to the air in triumph. Okay. As we win the championship. Yeah. How, what do you think? I, I like... totally left you in the dust. No, 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 no. I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say, since we started as a team, I'm completely cool with being like the guy on the team that you were like, dude... I'm just letting you know, like, we're, we're starting this team right now because I need a practice partner and, like, a someone to play with every, like, league night. Yeah. But if I get fucking pulled up to the big leagues over here, <laughs> you're fucking gone, buddy. And I was like... Make no mistake. <laughs> yeah, and I, you know, I'm, I'm cool being that guy. I'm like, dude, more power to you. I'm fucking down to help. You know, I'm just chilling. Bro, I'm high as fuck right now. I'm, I just exactly. want to go bowling. So my... my, my how I would want to be connected to the group other than just, like, their reserves partner yeah you know like his their minor league yeah i i just want to be the guy that like brings the dude like joints randomly yeah like like, hey dude you want to burn one he's like yeah you want to do one and then he keeps all your fucking roaches after you guys go and smoke out in the Mm -hmm. parking lot no no no. and then i'm the guy that like i'll like just light it up right there because i'm like excited to smoke with him and then he's like no man we gotta like yeah, I can see that. Uh, the- I can see you like being a cousin of his, like a younger cousin that like is a plug. You know what I mean? That okay. Yeah, yeah I don't know, something like that. <laughs> we do have the same hair. Yeah, for well, sure. The same same type of hair. Steely mine's- cold blue eyes. Mine's not there yet. Fucking. Does he have blue eyes? Can you grow a goatee out like that? Like his dad? Is- I know you can try. grow a beard, but I'll try. What about like up here, like on your mustache, down, like on here? It's gotten a lot thicker, but I don't know if I could grow a full. Mm, same. Like- what? <laughs> um, so definitely we're just centered around the... You, you didn't want to be like... 
I don't know. I picture that you could be one of Mod's weirdo friends. I could, that yeah, I could be like a weird Italian. I could be one of the German motherfuckers. Yeah, I mean, all your, all your characters should just be I German. I pretty much am like a not a German nihilist in real life. I don't really care True. about anything, and True. I look the part. I think I'm in I'm in Brant's D and D circle. Because <laughs> okay. he plays I'm Dungeons and Dragons f- for yeah, sure. I'm down as shit to be in his D and D circle. <laughs> Do you think he's smoking weed too? I Maybe hope that's so. why he's that's cool what he needs. dude. He's like, he's like, dude. I'm fucking high right now. Yeah. Maybe he's just... He's a little kind of uptight, though, and, like, maybe... That's true. Maybe he's uptight at work because he's not smoking weed. That's true. And then... And then he gets off and yeah. he's like... Do you think he would be, like, a a game master, or he would just be, like, a player at a and d session? No, he's a player. He's a follower. That's he's true. A follower born... Or maybe he's a But, player. I mean, maybe in, maybe in his D&D world, he, like, that's, that's where he that's comes where to he, life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can maybe, see that. Maybe I can see that. That's where he chooses to be, like the his assertive self, his like yeah. alpha personality comes out. Yeah, he's like yelling at people about D and D. Yeah, Sam Elliott is in that circle, he, and he's the bitch. He, yeah, he yells at Sam <laughs> Elliott. Like... <laughs> <laughs> no one wants your fucking sarsaparilla, <laughs> you bitch. Sioux City's not even a good sarsaparilla. <laughs> So, uh, damn, I'm sad that we both said bowling because my second choice was just an on-call star for, um, who's the big wig porno producer? <laughs> a Jackie Treehorn. Yeah, just a Jackie Treehorn <laughs> yeah. staple in all of his movies. But I think most likely I would just be a reserve, a minor league, a minor league that, bowler. That sounds like the fucking life, dude. Just like showing up to... To bowl a couple nights a week. And I'm just telling you, dude, we gotta days. go to two dollar Tuesdays over in Diamond Bar. And then let's do it. Run into a dude, or be the dude, and I'll be Walter. Yeah, I'm already Walter right now. I'm already pretty much the That's dude. That's true. Yeah. Well, no, I don't want to say that and then make it sound like I'm trying to be like I'm fucking. Don't I'm care not about the you. dude. No, no, no. Oh. I'm not the dude. I wish I was. More like yeah. you know, I, I don't want to. Sounds like I'm bragging a little bit. Yeah, dude. no, you're a poster, dude. Fucking, I'm sorry. We get it, man. You're different. What? I'm not. Fucking hipster. Why don't you go get some jelly? I was Sandals? gonna say donuts. Jelly donuts. Sounds good. Go get some jelly donuts right now for us. Uh, you were gonna say jelly sandals, but your brain almost took over and made you say yeah. donuts. Yeah, my fat fuck Fucking. ass. You haven't had a <laughs> you haven't had a sweet treat in four days. <laughs> say donuts right now, you fat fuck. Uh. all right so our final segment as always we're gonna finish off with a couple of spin-offs so i'm gonna list i got seven of them i'm gonna list them off for you shit all right yeah and then you're gonna tell me which one you would like to most see or we'll flesh all of them out okay so obviously number one prequel how the trio would meet uh-huh where did they meet i'm thinking that they kind of met around bowling yeah you know they were all bowling one day Walter. There's no way that all three of them are that good at bowling, good into bowling, and then and they just happen to meet at like a fucking a golfing, you know, whatever. Like, yeah, just some yeah, that's bullshit. true. Yeah, because where else would they have met otherwise? Yeah. None of them that's do what anything. I was thinking, yeah, you know what I mean. But I would want to see a young Walter being like walking up to the dude and being like, "Hey, I noticed that you just rolled a home run. So, uh, you know, why don't we? I heard that there's this league starting. Roll the home run. Yeah, and like, then." 
And they, uh, someone told me that one time. Did I ever tell you that story? No. So I, I rolled the turkey one time. And that's three in a row. That's right? three in a row, yeah. And then so on the fourth one, I got nine out of ten. I had one pin left. And there was, so I rolled a strike, and um, this guy, I saw like this old guy, caught his eye after I rolled the strike. And I was like, kind of thinking already, like, oh my God, am I getting scouted right now? Like, am I about to become, <laughs> my dreams are about to become true uh-huh. being a professional bowler? And then I rolled the second one, and I'm not good where I could just roll strikes. So that second one in a row, I was like, oh, fuck. Like, mm-hmm. All right, I'm feeling it now. And he kind of like noticed, and he just kind of just kept on watching because he's like, is this guy going to get a turkey now? And then I rolled the turkey, and I was like, shit. I mean, I'm happy already with the turkey. That was the first turkey I ever rolled. I've never like been that raw at bowling. And he kind of just like put his ball down and just like sat there and watched like that afterwards. And I was like, okay, now this is getting a little weird. I don't want this old man watching me. And then on the fourth one, I got nine out of ten. And I was like, fuck, dude. But he just yelled out like, oh, you could have got a home run. And I was just like, I didn't even know that was a saying. Is it? You're just super obvious now looking at me. Like, yeah. I don't know. It was just. So, is it a is it a saying? I don't know. I guess when so. When you said that right now, I thought you were just trying to be like funny. Like, you know. Oh, oh, what like, did you just bat a, a goal or something? You yeah, know, oh, no, 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 it was one of those lame-ass jokes. Yeah. No, he called it a home run, so I was like... That's weird. I, never I guess that. that's the term. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so I could see Walter going to the dude and be like, hey, yeah, this is, there's this league starting, and I see you're pretty good. Like, And then them being a team and picking up Donnie. Like, I feel like Donnie would have been the third one that... They already had a friendship before Donnie came along. I could see, I could see the dude and Donnie being friends, and then Walter just pushing himself into it. Oh yeah, could you see, could you see Walter and, and Donnie? Donnie being friends, and he's just like a lackey that he just like shits on. And then, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I could see that too. Maybe they started as like a two man team. He was just shitting all over, and they it. picked up the dude. And the dude's just so nice and like chill that they were like, mm. yeah. Um, and that's why he like he never pays attention to Donnie. Yeah. The second one that I have is Walter's time in the military. I really want to see that. That sounds really like him in Vietnam. How does how does that work? Oh yeah, we were talking about this. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I think I. Who does he take orders from? Who does like? What I forgot what was happening, but he was like doing some dumb shit, and I was like, how the fuck did this guy survive? Survive? It's when he tucked and rolled, and he has his Uzi, and he's just like. When you and this man had like you know license to kill all the tools in the world to do whatever. How did he not kill his entire platoon and himself? Or like if a if a I don't know I don't know how it works, but if someone that was up above him was like, hey, we need to take that hill. I feel like he could be like, no, that's a terrible plan. We should do this instead. <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> and it would be not like of like visually and everything like a worse plan. Yeah, and he's like, no, man, we're good. <laughs> and it, like, oh man! I just I just wanted to see, you know what his time it was yeah, in, the, in the military. That's good. That's good. Um, Don, uh, Donnie, I would want to know how who the hell he was outside Every, of bowling. Anything about him? Anything yeah. about him? Yeah. Like, who, what does he? What does he do when he goes home? Who was he? How did? How was did he, he grow married? up? He can't... Was he married? Yeah. Like, why was he so interested in in? Uh... He can't be married. Yeah, his wife would have had to have known. Is he exed? Does he have pets? These are the questions I want to know. The fourth one I have is Marty the Landlord story. <laughs> because that guy's a fucking character. And he said he was in a dance troupe, but it was just him, right? Yeah, covered in leaves, like doing, not even dancing, just doing like this weird interpretive, hey, like, 
I guess. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to Dancing can be anything That's true. you want it That's to be, true. all right? No, but yeah, fucking... Uh, <laughs> his shorts hiked up to his nipples, like... His hair spiked up. Oh, five, Sam Elliott's character, but I'm pretty sure we saw that last week. What Sam Elliott's character was in that spinoff. That's, yeah. Um, six, I don't know if you remember, but when uh, the dude... When the dude and Maude have sex afterwards, they're laying in bed, and she asks the dude about his life. Uh-huh. He says... He was part of the Seattle Seven. I want to know what that is. I know. I actually. I googled it. And I couldn't. I couldn't. There's nothing. Well, the Seattle Seven is a group of seven restaurants in the Seattle area that sell seafood. That's what. That's the only thing that came up when I googled it. Maybe he's one of those man. Maybe dude. Maybe he owned like a, <laughs> he's a three fucking... three Michelin star restaurant. He's a fucking seafood connoisseur. Yeah, dude. Restaurant yeah. owner. Yeah. I don't know, man. And then what? What else does he say in that part? He said that he wrote the the original draft of something, the Port Hudson draft not or that, whatever. Not the compromised second draft. Or That's whatever. a real yeah. thing, though. I looked that up, and it was like a like a manifesto written by like student Democrats or something like that. Um, but the Seattle Seven sounds like a like kind of mercenary. It does like a Black Panther of hippies, kind of. I was me. thinking that or like a sports thing. But that's not the big Lebowski. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe like a bowling, another bowling, which leads me to my last one. I want to spin off of the dude's bowling career. Because if you notice, you never see him bowling in the movie. He doesn't throw a single ball. So That's true. I don't know how good he is. But he has to be pretty good, right? If he's in the league he's in and league he's on a team. And he's heading to championships. Yeah, like... Yeah. But yeah, like, I just want to know how serious he takes it, how good he is, how like... I still think it's crazy that you never see him bowl a single frame. I just thought about that. Yeah. But, like, maybe when he was... Uh, how long has he been in the league? What does he come, go on to achieve after this? I would want to see, like, a nice... Uh, a nice clutch moment from the, the dude. Like, in the finals or something. Yeah. That he needs to bowl a 7 or like higher. fucking 7-10 split to or he needs it. he needs a turkey at, on the 10th frame. So he bowls three strikes, you know, those first two, and yeah, then you yeah, get that yeah. third one. Yeah, something like that, something crazy. I would want to see nice the dude's bowling see. career. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm gonna say the same again. Prequel of the trio: Walter's time in the military. Who was Donnie? Marty, the landlord's story. Sam Elliott's character, the Seattle Seven, or the dude's bowling uh, can career. I, can I add one? Yeah. Well, I think something about Brant has to be in there. Yeah, I feel like All right. Brant's D and D. Something that <laughs> something that you said earlier kind of gave me inspiration. Uh, I I would like to see a show where Brant is like a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it. But it's just him like holding it together. Does he start with Mr. Lebowski? Um. I think he starts with Bunny. I can see that. Uh, because it's already like Mr. Lebowski's not gonna. He could just I feel be like, like Bunny pushes him around too. Yeah, but he. But then if Mr. Lebowski's like, where do you think she went? He could just be like, she's probably fucking off somewhere in like Palm Springs or whatever. Yeah, 
Do you think he's smart enough to carry out his own things, or he's like Mr. Lebowski was like, I need you to kill Bunny, and he was like, No, I, think, I guess I have to do it. No, I want to see something where he's like the follower bitch like the whole time, but then like when he gets off work, he's just like. <sighs> He becomes fucking Ted Bundy. <laughs> yeah, just like in his own. <laughs> you know, fuck. That might be the best one out of all. I would, I would like to see that. I just want a Brant show, dude. I want more of Philip Seymour Hoffman's fucking weird ass like mannerisms. You don't want to see more of Remus Lupin and his mustache. I do. What is he in the movie though? Is he a porn star? I don't know. If he's a porn star, what then is Mod? I definitely want to see more. Now. Yeah. Um, what is Maude? I don't know. Well, she's she's just a rich, like, beneficiary yeah, that's to true. the whole company, right? I would say the dude's, or no, Walter's time in the military would be my my one that I want to see the most, just because I think that would be hilarious, followed by Brant's serial killerness. Alright, I'll go... And, I really and the dude's see... bowling career as a third. I want to see the trio. Yeah. And I feel like that would have all of that in it, kind of. Because you could incorporate military from his prequel. Yeah. And you can incorporate the bowling, obviously. You're worried about that one guy that I told you that used to work at Amazon who was like, oh, my inner corporal gauge is going to come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, yeah, how, yeah. How, with how messy it is in here. Yeah. You think that's how Walter was? No. No? no. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I could see him like... You think he was super, like, moto or whatever? He, no, he's he's the kind of guy that wasn't like that in. He was, like, a bag of shit when he was in. Like, he's just fucked around. He's, like, I fucking hate this pussy. He can't likes, wait to yeah, get out. Yeah, he smoked a bunch of weed, like, in Nam or whatever. Um, and then he got out and he turned into, like, the... Does he have a USMC tattoo? He's wearing... Well, he was in the army, but he wears his army, fa- like, fatigues or oh, whatever right. they call them around. That's I don't know true. what they call their shit back then. But yeah, he was like wearing, he wore like his whole thing with the headband and the glasses to go on their little God, mission. those glasses. The whites. Alright, so uh, <laughs> that's all we got for today. You've been listening to the Crossfade Podcast. Tune in next week when we tackle another another childhood favorite of ours, Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. I'm excited for that one. So am I. Tons of good quotes from that I one. actually haven't seen that movie in uh years i haven't seen it in years yeah like fully so i'm excited to watch it all right thanks for listening this has been the crossfade podcast my name is jacob kearney steven prieto you can find us at um what? oh we made <laughs> that threw me for a fucking loop dude. i was just gonna go ahead and be like oh you can follow us on uh you know on twitter instagram i don't even remember the handle so we'll have that for next week but uh yeah peace out laters on the menjay <laughs> Later on the men, Jay. <laughs>